The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, on today's episode, I listen, beyond psyched, in studio, Serralongo fighter, Aljamain Aljo, Funkmaster Sterling, Phantomweight superstar, he's in studio, Master Henzo Gracie, the legend, is in here with us, and also a call from CM Punk talking everything about his debut in the UFC this weekend, and of course, his love of comic books, much like my love of comic books, we have a comic book bromance. By the way, there's some bad language, earmuffs, kids. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Christopher Deuce, look how happy I am. This you ever see me this happy? No, you're. I wasn't right as now. happy when Longo was in. Don't get me wrong, because me and Longo got that little. You know, back and forth thing, but I am so I can't even get the smile off my face. You know, let me tell you who's in studio. First up and coming future champion, we got Aljo Funkmaster Sterling in the studio. Fuck yeah, yes, you can say hello. What's up, guys? Yeah, Aljo. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You must, if you do not know the name Henzo Gracie, then you're not up on MMA legends. That's what. That's tell them, Matt. Tell them. <laughs> let me tell you how the best looking guy in this business, or at least in the room. And I am so. <laughs> <laughs> I am listen I am so I am beyond happy to have this guy here. And don't get me wrong, we said we were going to start this thing. Let me look at my clock for a second. Just cuz something's never changed. Things change, some things do change. 45 minutes ago and that that listen, I told Henzo, listen, 11:15 in the AM. And he says, no champ. And I go to Chris to produce. I go, Chris, listen to me. I love Henzo more. I'll take a bullet for Henzo. I told you this. I go, you better fucking call this guy. I go, you better call him. He goes, should I call him or text him? I go, both. <laughs> I go, the last time I made sure he was going to be somewhere, I go, Hans, are you going to make my wedding? He goes, man, you think I'm going to miss your wedding? And all of a sudden, John Danaher shows up with a rash guard with uh with Henzo with Christina, Henzo's wife, and they show up. I go, what? Where's the boss man? He goes, ah, he had to get a flight to Abu Dhabi. But <laughs> Henzo Gracie is here, Master Henzo. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. <laughs> Henzo, look how far we came. Unbelievable. And our teachers used to say they wouldn't, we wouldn't get it nowhere. They said fighting would get us nowhere. To Prison or death. Look how wrong they were. To all three of us, we're gonna mm. have we're gonna have such a good time today. Later on, we got we got CM Punk calling, who's fighting this weekend. You know, there's a card this weekend. Yes, there's a I, I won't miss it. I won't very miss good it. UFC this one I'm card. watching. Yeah, for sure. Stipe versus uh, the heavyweight champ. Stipe's fighting um, Overeem, Overeem yeah. which is 
which is something we'll talk. We're going to preview the card later on. But we're going to catch. I'm using this Henzo. I just saw Henzo. I haven't seen him in a little bit. And we're talking. I go, listen, just we got to catch up on air. Because I guess there's a lot. I haven't seen you in a little bit, man. We're, we're too long. Too life long. life catches long. up, man. I mean, let's let's take it back. I want to take it back to to when I first when I first met Henzo was back in when I literally when he got off the boat. And that's just a saying. He got off the plane, but he just shows up. <laughs> and let me ask you something. What made you uproad here? I know you had the partnership with Craig Kulkuk. We'll get into that in a second. But out of Brazilians, they love the warm weather. What made you yeah, come to New I, I York? I really love New York. Like I was such a such a cradle of culture and different ways of seeing life. I thought it was the corner of the world. You know, I say this is the place that I. If I have to leave Rio de Janeiro, this is the place that I want to live. Because he leaves. Because listen, I've been to Rio before, and that's that's a paradise. You know what I mean? I uh, never thought I would be able to leave Rio. I, I know. never thought in my lifetime, and I I went everywhere, and I say I'm never change Rio for nothing else. And I came to New York. I fell in love. That was a few guineas too from a family from Long Island, <laughs> from Strong Island. That helped. It made that change very easy. I remember when Henzo Henzo showed up. Now I met Henzo prior to when he when he first got there uh, at a seminar at Big, Big you know Big Dan the ref. Big yeah, Big he Dan. had a school Bama yeah. in Elizabeth. How do you pronounce his last name? Magarata. Miragliata. Yes, Miragliata. Thank God you're here, Enzo, because I can't pronounce shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. It's Chris the producer. He's like, no, no, he ain't lying. And now my buddy Norton's not here this week. He's in Australia, like killing it with comedy. I'm like, oh man, I'm screwed. But uh, what was I up to? My ADD. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, Dan. Oh, Big Dan's the uh, first seminar. Yes. yes, the first seminar. And I was just listen. I was a fan. I saw him. That was '93, I think. Right. It was around. Yeah, I think it was right after the um. The, I think it was after the World uh, Combat. Uh, what was it? WCC no, you fought in? No, WCC was ninety five. That was ninety five. So, yeah, you so came it, over when? I came over ninety six. Came over ninety six. Yeah, so probably was ninety five. It was yeah. probably ninety five, and he was doing a seminar, and you know, and I was like one of the other. I was young, man. I don't know what I was like nineteen or something like that. Uh, when you went over the dance dance school for that seminar, and I, you know, and I got a picture with Henzo, and I, you know, I was an excited kid. I loved jujitsu. Jujitsu, Aljo was a different world back then. It was yeah. a different. Jiu-Jitsu was still, there was only one place in the whole East Coast to learn it. When I first started training, um, before Henzo came over, a couple years earlier, uh, Craig Kukuk was his American business And he partner. only taught a few days a week in he the city, He started right? with only one day a week in Manhattan, yeah. and then I would drive from Long Island to Red Bank, New Jersey, like over two hours, to get a private lesson with the guy, you know, just to learn. It's not like now, man, you could even jump on YouTube. I don't recommend just learning from YouTube, but you could still learn techniques. This was like, man, you just want to do anything to learn this art, Aljo. Now you just drive down a block to visit me. Yeah. You're fucking spoiled <laughs> brats nowadays. <laughs> they go, look at it, it's so easy for you guys. But anyway, so I, 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 met, I met Henzo two years. I started training with Craig Kukuk two years later or less. I got a blue belt. And then Henzo showed up, and he showed up for we had a we had an annual the first maybe maybe did it two years in a row we did that in school tournament remember yes that? yes yeah which I won but that's not that the was story. the opening it's of the, the first school it's the, not the about me seven <laughs> it's not about me winning yes yeah. the first it was it's not about me winning the in school tournament. but you did yeah. I did win though and I caught your eye you saw something in me yeah maybe you did yes I did I did <laughs> maybe I just blended in I'm trying to I hype up the story like and then I noticed you nah. but um so I had that tournament and that was. I, we have these little winky, rinky dinky medals, and it's, and it's, you know, I'm choking my buddies, but oh man, I, I just, I, I, it felt great to just win something. I won something in front of Henzo, and then I was living at the literally, I was at that academy 
I was at the academy every day. I was taking that train back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I got to become close with Henzo, you know? And Henzo was, he saw how much um, myself, and I had my, my younger brothers there too, and eventually my father. Everybody ended up getting black. The whole up. family, the whole family was training. But uh, Henzo would notice, you know, he, t he took notice about how, how uh, in, I just, in, I was engulfed in the, I was just, I was like a monk, man. I wasn't they even would, out getting They would laid. train at the academy. They would train at home, too. They had mats at home, right? Yeah, mats at home. And you would roll with your brothers and your father. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I, I was living on the mat. And uh, and I was I was in a security guard booth just to make, just to make, and me, just to get by. I had a clip-on tie. I was working for S.D. Lauder. Um, uh, it was, I think it was Wells Fargo, but it was guarding an S.D. Lauder building in like this little thing, Aljo. I don't know. Do you ever see a phone booth? Not lately. One day I look. He's so tired. Yeah. He came to train. He was so tired. I said, "Man, what's wrong with you? You didn't sleep." He goes, "No, I, I'm working as a as a security in a booth, and I couldn't sleep." I say, "But why you couldn't sleep? Don't care. No, there's no there's no robbers here. This is America. Just lay down on the booth and sleep." He goes, "Hands with the boots so small that even I cannot lay down. <laughs> it shouldn't be small if you couldn't lay down." He goes, "If he lay down, his legs had to be up. No. If his legs were down, his body had to be up." <laughs> it, was, it was. I say, "Man, you gotta come work here with me. Forget this boot thing. It's true. Stop being a security. We're gonna work together here in Jiu Jitsu now." So I, I never wore a clip-on tie since. I threw that fucking thing. And seriously, man. And Aljo, first of all, you know I can sleep anywhere. On the way, on the train here, Aljo was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I fucking got yeah, that. He was out. Like, right oh, my God, Aljo, we'll see. We have plenty to talk about on the show. I'm just going <laughs> to, let me just recharge the battery. I can't always, you know, I walk around with that foot on the gas. I can't always walk around like this. I'm insane. But anyway, so Hensel gave me that job, and uh, it literally changed my life. And we began teaching in uh, in, in Long Island, and right? And then we began teaching in Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> That's listen, what listen, listen. It was a crazy academy, that place. <clears throat> I gotta listen. When we first went to go look for academies in Long Island, it was myself, it was you. <laughs> it was like, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Remember Vinny? Vinny? Vinny, yeah. Vinny Vinicius. I spoke oh, to him yesterday. Tell me, he's a cop now. In yeah, he's a yeah. cop. He's a, he's a sheriff. Oh, man. Um, Henzo, when he first opened up the, the school, the crazy Kukuk school, um, he brought over a good friend of his. Uh, at the time, he was a brown belt. Now he's a black belt. And he's a police officer in, in Rio? Or? In Rio, yes. Yeah. Uh, Vinicius, give him a shout out. What's his last name? Oh, he's the best. Vinny. 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 Yeah. Uh, I only fucking that's, Vinny. That's Vinny. We call <laughs> him Vinny. Vinny, Vinny from yeah. Brazil. There's yeah. your <laughs> shout out. <laughs> so listen, so he was a big, tall Brazilian, but what a great, humble guy. Very good in jiu-jitsu. He used to give me beatings. So... Um, so we're at, we, we were looking for schools, right? And we, we drove around. We were at a Sizzler. Yes. Now, Henzo's a very clean, clean person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very clean person. And he, when he came from Brazil, he's like, he goes, man, he goes, he goes, and what yeah, he goes, Matt, he goes, wait, wait, wait let me not get ahead of myself. <laughs> so we're in the store. We're in the, um, <clears throat> we're in the, uh, in the booth. I'm afraid of what is coming next. <laughs> oh, no, you should. But it, it, it's great. You're very hygienic. So listen, so, so we're, we're in the, uh, the booth, right? And uh, so Hensel goes to the bathroom. It takes a little bit, but then he comes back and he's laughing. He's, he's laughing. And then I see, and he's telling Vinny something in Portuguese, and Vinny starts laughing. And they're dying. Vinny's crying. Vinny's literally crying. <laughs> I know what it's so, coming. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, guys, let me in. And I see this um a bus boy or something with a with a with a mop and kind of looking over at Henzo and walking by, looking at Henzo weird, and Henzo and they're, they're laughing more. I go, guys, what's what's the joke? So Henzo goes, man. He goes, how's your ass? Is your ass clean? I go, what? I go, what? I go, this is how you start that? We're about to eat. What are you talking about? He goes, man, he goes, let me tell you something, man. He goes, I, 
I always use a bidet. He goes, I always, always use yeah. a bidet. Always Uber, use Zoe, a bidet. I'll have a bidet home. And or I, in and, the public places. Yeah. And, and listen, I've been with Henzo where he literally, if he, and this, I'm like this too, I'm to the, you know, but he's very clean freak where he, he, he does the number two. He goes, takes, he showers, he washes his ass. That's something to be proud of. You know what? I mean, that's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> so then, so then, so then Hensel goes, man, so, so he gets into, he goes, I, he goes, how's your ass? Is your ass clean? I go, yeah, I clean my ass. I go, of course. He goes, man, he goes, he goes, what about when you take a shit, man? Do you use the water or do you use the paper? I go, well, I use the paper. I don't have water around all the time. He goes, man, he goes, what if you, what if your hand touch a piece of shit? Are you going to, are you going to clean it with a piece of paper or are you going to have some water and, and soap? Yeah, and soap. So I'm starting to think, I go, well, he's making a very good point. Just because your nose doesn't touch there, you should exactly. should be a reason exactly. for you not to clean it. So yeah. I mean, so he's making a lot of sense, but I still don't know what he's getting at. So I go, okay. I go, so, so what's, what's the joke? He goes, man, he goes, I, I went to the bathroom and you know, I don't like the paper. So, <laughs> so this, 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 the, the, the bus boy walks into the bathroom and he finds Master Henzo with his ass in the sink. He's cleaning his ass. <laughs> He's cleaning it. And the guy goes and he looks at Henzo and Henzo goes, I, and you know, Henzo's English got a lot better. But back then he goes, I don't like the paper. That guy, that motherfucker, <laughs> dude, the, the bus boy, that bus boy is right now when we're doing this, that bus boy's on a couch somewhere talking to a fucking shrink. His mind shattered by the sight of I have evolved a lot since then. I have. I'm almost taking the jungle out of me. The first time, actually the first time I came to Walt Disney, I was with the Machados, you know? And... I need to go to the bathroom. I said to him, man, oh. there's nobody in the restroom. <laughs> I said to Carlos Machado, watch the door. Don't let nobody come in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wash my ass in the sink. There's no chance. So I walk out naked. I go, and the sink is a little far from the booth. I run there, and I'm cleaning my ass. A group of like 20 Japanese come in. Uh. And I remember there, there, was like a, there was like a leader probably of the group. And he's walking, talking in Japanese. Then he looks and he sees me. He goes, wow. <laughs> and, and then I'm looking. I say, what the hell is Carlos Machado? And I, I, I ask him to watch the door. And they were like, wah, wah, and they turned and they were out. They took off, you know, pissed. So I walk out. I say, Carlos, what are you doing? Oh, man, I saw a little plant here that I want to check if it was a medicinal, medicinal herb. I say, and you let 20 Japanese walk in and get me naked on the fucking. <laughs> oh, man. No wonder why you corner me versus brother i'm only kidding that's about <laughs> you know what's funny man I, I i bring this up every time i'm on a show i saw higgin machado when i was in la i did that thing at the laugh factory uh -huh. i always bring that like i'm so proud like i'm some kind of stand-up comedian i had to do four minutes but i'm very proud of it it, it was how was it good it was, it was good? so scary yeah. Hansel, the stand -up i know, listen I might, I might be a funny guy with my friends but i know i'm not a, don't get me wrong I, I killed but that's not the point the point <laughs> is well it was a ufc crowd i think they were yeah. there for me and it was one of those things where it's like, I'm one and done. It was, uh, listen, the show I'm doing with Dana, Dana White looking for a fight, doing wacky shit all the time, riding a bull, uh, dog sledding, fun stuff. But uh, nothing was as close to a rush as the fighting as that stand-up comedy. It's unbelievable. Isn't that it's, weird? It's, even to begin. Uh, right? To begin the show, it seems. I mean, I because just to go, uh, Dana was shitting himself. Dean Thomas is a sandbagger because he's a, he, was, he does the improv. So, so he's used to being in front of, he doesn't even tell us that until he's, we're up there. He's like, oh, I'm in three troops, motherfuckers. So he's <laughs> he's used to being in front of a crowd, you know. But it's a big difference between fighting and in front of a crowd, or even teaching seminars. And you have to have such a sensibility because yeah. you gotta push them and see what is pleasing them, what is not, what's making, what, what is not making them laugh. 
And when you're yeah. up there, and and like like when I, again, I did only four minutes, so I know. Listen, Joe Rogan, they, they shit on that. They, I yeah. mean, this is amateur stuff. But well, it is the Laugh Factory. That's Richard Pryor shit. What am I saying? Why am I? And it was sold out. I'm all happy. <laughs> listen, you got to see it. Episode seven. Looking oh, for a fight. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it for sure. But uh, watch it. no, man, uh, it was the, the, the it was a very big high. You know, what I seen right after when I got off stage was Brian Kalen. Remember? Oh, to, he's the best. Remember, he used to train with us. We on, used, uh, used to make him do a stand up for us oh, every yeah. day on the beginning yeah. of the class. Brian you know? Kalen, he was on uh, Mad TV. That was all warm up. Thing, oh, he's, the, movies. he's the best. Oh, he man. was. I was the best. But uh, so I seen him right when I got off stage, and I gave him a freaking bear hug, and I was, it just it felt like I want to fight. Yeah, yeah. Had that feeling. Yeah, it's an unbelievable feeling. Yeah. It's and not it, easy. It's not an easy job, man. Oh, dude, oh, what happened to my fucking? I'm not being that guy, but what happened to the fucking coffee? What am I, a fucking prick? Look, Hensel's like, well, you really changed. Where's, what happened to my, I look around, we're in the middle of a story. Where's the fuck is my coffee? Do you want a coffee? No, I'm good. You I'm sure? Good. Espresso? Uh, 100%. Latte? No, I'm good. Coconut milk? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so speaking of, no, I'm, I'm speaking of a, a changes, when I, you, when I first met Henzo, again, always like this guy, laughing, very, very friendly, but, it was he when it came. It, it's funny. It, it and maybe it's from his time and pride being around the other camps. It was back in the day. It was jujitsu versus everybody. It was a different time. A different time. Even a, a different way of seeing things. Like I remember way. when we got to Japan and they put us on the same hotel. I couldn't understand that. Yeah. Because back then in Brazil, if they put you in the same hotel, a fight would break up before 100%. you make to the event. Oh man. It was I mean, every time we fought was a personal was a personal matter. It, it was. And it was I remember back then, I remember you used to tell me it's a line I still use when a guy pisses me off. Like, hey listen, I got enough friends, we could use some enemies. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I still I still use that one. People probably think I'm I'm I have enough that friends. Shit. I, I need new enemies. I yeah. need some new enemies, that's, you know. I you heard me yeah, say that yeah, before. I love that. That's, I love it. That's, that's Master Hensel's uh, classic. And I remember we'd be around the other camps when I went with him in Japan, and and I seen how it evolved. And it's funny, Hanzo, because we know each other so long that from the very beginning, and I'm sure I changed too, because I know I used to walk around a little hot-headed, right or wrong. I yes. Was, a little quicker to Always go angry. Always I was, angry. Why was I so angry? I wasn't getting laid that much. I was, I was that that problem was, was the problem. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I was I was it's funny. I used to be such a like a monk with the training that that getting the chicks and this and that was a hunt was way secondary than training. No, I went to Brazil the first time and the guys couldn't believe it, man. They're like, yo, is he, um, you know, which way does this guy sweat? <laughs> this guy's not going out with us at night. Something so, hey, uh, and something, you want to tell us about this guy before we keep grappling with him? What's up with him? I, I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't leave. <laughs> the guy, they go to the clubs and I'm, I'm doing push-ups. Uh, is he a fan of Brokeback Mountain? Is he, a, is he a huge fan? Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, no, so, hey, man. I, and then eventually they, they got to me and I went out over there and, uh, and uh, and then next thing you know, Carlinos is going, what's going on, man? Why are you getting gas? Enzo's uncle, Carlos Gracie Jr. <laughs> and I'm like, man, they took me to the ninth, and that that took over. What a good time in Rio. Oh, yeah. What uh, an unbelievable city. No? Pleak and uh, Plock. I had like two purple belt buddies that were from Baja Gracie. Yeah. And, and, uh, Sal, Sal now runs a Hotel Urbano. It's a company okay. that makes $400 million a year. Yeah. Who's that? Who does that? Sal. Oh, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, he used to be here with us. This kid used to... Oh, actually, wow. I let him sleep at the academy here so he could teach privates. And he would buy supplements, take to Brazil, resell it, and then come back, teach privates, make the money, resell the supplements. With that money, he wow. began a company that's, that looks like uh, Orbitz down in Brazil. 
today he grosses like $400 million a year. And he's, yeah, no. uh, man. I got a message from him two days ago. Like he's running the company. The company is doing extremely isn't it, well. Isn't it funny? That, like, like if you take a time machine, like you see us back then, and then you see us now, we're doing all right for ourselves. Unbelievable. And you're still going. What am I? What am I? What did I just read? You're going versus my buddy, Matt Hughes. Yes. What is this, that? This is gonna be. We're gonna have a grappling match. Remember, we were supposed to have yes, a grappling match ages ago. I had a two years a year a year ago. I had a torn ACL. Yeah. After my match with Sakuraba. And then on Metamoris. Yeah, I remember. So then I I told him that I wouldn't be able to fight him that year. We, I said, but we postponed for the next one. The next one is on September 2017. So the, the Sheik called me and said, are you ready to, to do a match with uh, Matt? Matt wants to fight the next uh, Abu Dhabi competition. will be in Helsinki. I say, count me in. So since I was when already... Is, when is it? What's the date? I think it's, you're walking it's, around in shape. I yeah, told you, yeah, I haven't it's seen September, you. It's September. It's mid-September. We're in September. This September? No, next year. Oh, next year yeah, it's going 2017, on. 2017, yes. He wants you to get older. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm going to be 50. Oh, so you're not seeing oh, a guy? You're going to be? No, you're not going to be 50. Yeah, are you? I'm 49. You're almost brother. catching up to Longo. Don't worry. Know, You'll I never know. catch up to him. Impossible. He's, he's knocking on 60s. It doesn't matter how fast I go. Yeah, well, he's not going fast. But listen, he's he's at his own pace. But I want to... I want to. Him walking. Since I'm already in shape, I want to do yeah. at least a couple fights before I get to to September next year. What kind of fights you looking to do? Oh, what kind of fights? What do you are think? You grappling be, matches. You look like at the, my face. You're like. What the, do you think I'm looking like? This should look good at the beach. I feel like I'm oh, watching. Uh, it's like Rocky Six, but he's not nearly looking as old oh, as Rocky. Uh, you're not that. It's amazing. You're still not one gray hair. Yeah, it's true. Hey, listen. Hey, look at me. <laughs> you know, I look the same when you met me. But besides, yeah. look at that. At least my you head. No, it's funny, Enzo. Like you feel like you're having. The, is it, what is it about the, the competing that still makes you want to... Ah, man, I, it's, I think is the, is the biggest uh, wood that burns your fire. It's the, oh, the motivation that makes you better. And every time I have an opportunity to measure myself against someone else, I'm able to improve my knowledge of fighting so I can pass to my students and to the fighters. You didn't mean me. like that, uh, measure yourself. Put your cock away, Al. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hide that shit, I was like, measure He's yourself. Black, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, a black, I'm a Brazilian and Italian-American <laughs> walk into a studio. <laughs> no, that's, that's fucking crazy. Go back to measuring yourself, Al. You got the wrong idea. <laughs> Ow! Oh, I'm losing my job. Oh, They're going to fire you, man. Get out of here. Forrest Griffin unfiltered coming soon. <laughs> That's fucking great. No, but you always... I mean, I mean, listen. You were always the test pilot out there. Like, if shit didn't go your way, you never bitched about it. I never heard Hensel complain about anything. He would just say, this is what I should have done. The next, I'll tell you, I learned more from your losses as a student. In reality, you learn more yeah, from your losses you than your wins. Normally, when you win, you just celebrate, you forget about everything, and you don't, you don't, you actually don't revisit mentally every situation that yeah. happened that you, and how you could improve. You know, no, a hundred percent. And uh, what? Oh, thank you so much. How are you? Nice to see you. This is Henzo, and this nice is Aljo. You. <laughs> thank you so much. Good to see you. That was Brittany, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. I'm following her on Instagram. <laughs> so I opened my coffee. Look at this. Let me tell you, I like this so much better, this gig, than the analyst work. I mean, we'll talk fights, and we're going to talk fights. Uh-huh. Like, I did the analyst work for Fox, and Alger, you did that too, no? Yeah, I did one time. And it's not that it, listen, I could talk fights all day long. One, I'm afraid that, God forbid, an F 
fly, uh, fuck fouls, <laughs> flies out of my mouth. <laughs> and then they go, oh, one time we were rehearsing. And then I knew we were rehearsing. So I, we, I messed up. We were up, oh, take two. I'm like, ah, fuck, I got to think. Oh, wait, 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 listen, we get on air. You can't, you, we'll get fined. I'm like, oh my goodness. And they're all like in my face. What do you, I, I see you twitching. Do we have him calling? No, I'm just keeping my eye Okay, let me, <laughs> every time I think he's having a fucking fit, I'm like, oh, the guy's twitching over there. He's a, he's break dancing or we're getting a call. Yeah, well, because the phone doesn't ring. So if oh, I miss it, I happens? miss it. You know what I mean? All right, just do some hand signals and stuff. We're, we're, I can't wait to talk to CM Punk. I found out that... Oh, wait, now I'm jumping all over the place. I'll get back to that in a second. But I, I found out that he drew comic books. And you know we love yeah. comic books. Oh, I, yeah. I, I grew up on yeah. comics. But where the hell was I before that? Can bring me back, Chris, the producer. You, are you listening to the damn show? <laughs> I got confused. You were talking about coffee. I, <laughs> where was I? Somebody bring me back. Rio, the, Brazil, then Rio, Japan. Rio, Brazil, Japan. Yeah. Where was I right here? This is this is this is part of the fun. Yeah. Is bringing me back to <laughs> the competition. Yeah. It's oh, you were talking about analyst you being an analyst. Oh, the analyst yeah. were thank you, that. Chris, the producer. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sleeping on the job is fucking good. No, I blame him for my ADD. Oh, it, it's great. No, but the analyst work was cool. I did it twice. I felt more comfortable the second time. But you got the piece in your ear. And like I was doing it with Rashad Evans. He's a good dude. I can get along with Rashad. So the best is they ask me a question. So I'm talking and I'm looking at Rashad like I'm looking at you. And I see him nodding his head, not giving a fuck what I'm saying because he's thinking about what he's going to say. Yeah. And that's making me like, I don't, what am I saying? And all of a sudden I hear my ear, rap. I need 30 seconds. I got to wrap it up. And I am and I got ADD. At least I, I've never been tested, but trust me, I think. It's, it's a different like, level, that thing. That a, thing. Fucking, it you have all the symptoms. Don't worry. <laughs> he's never been tested, but he has all the symptoms. And so I was like, look, man, I'm going to save this you. Is, this is the beauty of Jiu-Jitsu Academy. You have all the specialists in the world. You know, all the specialists. I remember. Remember, we had Carlos. Remember the Puerto Rican Carlos? Yes, yeah, oh. Carlos Amaro. For sure. I didn't know. He's a psychologist. And he actually was teaches he really? at high school. Yeah. Wait, I never, I never the, the thought of him. Yeah. yeah. He's a nice guy. Is he Very big? nice guy, yeah. What he's the, a black belt now after so long. Yeah. He's a black belt It took him forever because he's, we call him uh, Mayoso, which is lazy in yeah. Spanish, you know? Oh, that's funny. And, and one day he's talking to me. He goes, you have to understand the culture in America is different. And like you have kids who are... Kids in Brazil, if you bully a kid in Brazil, how does that work? I say, no. If someone, when I was a kid, if someone bullies another kid next to me, I would get up and hit the guy. He don't care. Nothing happened. I explained there was no, no further consequences of that. So the road, nobody bullies nobody. And then he goes, here, it's different. Here, they really bully people. I say, like, and we have a kid in the, school, in, in the gym who's a little slower, Adam. Yeah. Uh, oh, Adam. Or yeah. Adam. Yeah. So he's always out of hands. Up. The first time he came yeah, to the academy, he broke out. his own shoulder. <laughs> he, I say to him, just stretch a little bit on the corner, and I, I will teach you on the side. He arrived there late. He went to stretch. He broke his own shoulder. I had to take him to the hospital, and he had to had surgery on it. Remember this? <laughs> yeah, man. And he has a, a, a delay feeling for the pain, so it takes him a while to feel pain. Even when you get him in an arm lock or things like this, and he goes, "You see that kid in school? They bully him so much. If he had access to a gun, I'm sure that he would kill people." I go, "You crazy? Ask him." So I say, Adam, <laughs> during high school, if you had access to a gun, would you shoot someone? He goes, even the teacher. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> if, if, you know, if you knew the way the guy talks. Like yeah. He's it's the married. most mellow kid. Very slow. He goes, even the teacher. They bully me too much. And the teacher, oh, wow. because she never did nothing. It's like it's a system. They're not even the teacher. 
can interfere with the kids when they go like that, you know? That's where jujitsu yeah. can save a kid's life. Yes. Mean, and he ended up getting decent. Oh so man, he, he became tough. Where, where is he now, that guy? Do we He's know? at the academy. Oh, is he training? Every day, yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say probably on top of a fucking clock no, tower no, no, with no. a rifle. And, and, you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know the funny thing. One time I get, I get a message. One time I get a message. He's in Brazil. Holy he shit. goes, "Hands, I'm in Brazil. Can you talk to my girlfriend here?" And he gave me the phone. So I spoke to one, and then I gave him the phone. He goes, and this is the other one. Come on. I swear. <laughs> he had two girlfriends. You know where he was? Bahia. Copacabana? I never been. No, Bahia. How much did his girlfriends cost? <laughs> <laughs> Only God knows. But boy, he was the happiest <laughs> before alive, man, on that day. All right, man. Brazil. I had such a good time when I was in Brazil. You know? Did you ever have such a good time, like one night, and then try to capture that same moment and just ruin the whole fucking experience. I had this, 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 listen, this is, I'm a husband and a father now, but this was back in the day. You know, I was a single guy. I was 23. And I went on this, and I was at a, a club with a uh, little Paulinho, right? And, uh, you know, Paulinho, yeah, well, you know, yes, what does that mean? In, in, I mean, little, that means big Paul. Little Paul. Little Paul. Yeah. And he was a little guy, a scrappy little bastard. He fought a, a shoe fight and fight, yeah. uh, fight with us one time. Good guy. So I'm with him and he's, He's a little. I listen. I'm not a tall guy. That guy's up to my shoulders, and so he's dancing <laughs> with a girl. He's up to. He's up to a boobies, you know. So he's dancing with her, and a friend was there, and we weren't hitting it off right away. And then I had a few beers. I think her name was Fernanda or something like that. So then, oh, you. Then she's talking to me. You grostoso or something like that. What does that mean? Grostoso. <laughs> it's like it feels. You feel. You, you look good. You oh feel good yes, I did. Yes, I did, Enzo. I was in such good shape. So next thing you know, I'm having this little romantic fling with this little, a nice little flirtation with this Brazilian, cute Brazilian girl. And so we hung out that night. Got the digits. And then the next time, so we set up to hang out. Right? She wants to take me to a. A club, just me and her. And I'm a little, now look, man, I don't know. I don't speak the language. I don't know my way around. And me, always, the way I'm thinking, especially back then, I'm like, what if something happens? I get into something. Now I'm fucking, I'm going to a club with a Brazilian girl. I get into something. I always think like the worst. What if I end up smacking a guy? Not that I want to think like that, but at a club, you got to think of course, that. Think on everything. It's yeah. realistic. Course, yeah. And I go, so but you know what? I go, you know what? Let me just go and, and just have a good time. And I did. I had a great time. Went to a club. Drank some beers, drank some drinks. We're dancing, and uh, then afterwards we went. We she's driving me back. She we pulled over. Now look, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think Rio's beautiful. I don't know about any kind of danger. I, I mean, I know. I know that. Oh, this is dangerous. That's dangerous. But you get caught up in the beauty, right? So she pull. We pull over to the side. She's like, no, this is and it's right by the beach. And she's like, oh no, this is this is dangerous. I'm like, no, let's hang out and this and that. So whatever. We 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 had a little fun or whatever. And then we took off. The next day, my guy, my buddies told me, they go, oh, no, man. A little Paulinho with yeah. his voice. Yeah. He goes, oh, no, man. He goes, that's <laughs> dangerous. He goes, man, they shoot you. They take the girl. I'm like, holy shit, man. Where was I? I told them where I, right? I mean, it's yes, dangerous. Yes. And, but what a perfect night. Now, look, yeah. the next, so fast forward. The next night. Now, I should have left it at that. It's a perfect memory. Perfect memory. Perfect. The next night. Right, and now there's a party. They go into a fucking party, and I've been to a couple parties in Rio, and holy shit, man, they're good. They're, they're, it's oh, a good time. It's yeah. a house party to the max. It's like a, it's a, it, like Project. It's X. almost like a Patrick Cote uh, Montreal house party, and that's a whole other story. I think he's engaged now, but damn, we had some good times over there too. But that's, that's another <laughs> podcast. Oh, so listen, so my friends are all going there. Like I'm like, listen, man, I go. I think I want to hang out with the uh, Fernanda again. 
think, oh man, what are you, you know, pee whipped already? I go, where are you in Brazil? There's more girls, man. I go, ah, I go, yeah, I'm kind of liking this girl. And so then, so then I go out again and I push my luck because it was the, the everything that could have went wrong. So we're driving around and I'm trying to get the same feeling as the other night. I'm drinking some beers and then we're having some pizza and she puts ketchup on a pizza, right? And I didn't know that I'm getting buzzed. So I took a bite. I hate ketchup. I took a bite. This is not a big deal. This is not, a big this is not the thought of the story. That's really fucking bad. But everything that went wrong could have. So it started with me taking a bite of a ketchupy pizza and I wanted to fucking throw up. So I got rid of that. Then we left the club. We went to another place. And ended, we ended up wanting fast forward. None of that side of the road bullshit. I'm not getting shot. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's go to a... A place we could park a little bit and talk. So she's trying. There's, there's these hotels where you could you could pull into the, you could pull in like you pull your car in like right and they then lock like, the door yeah behind yeah you. they lock the door behind you and then they go in. So she has a brand new car. She's all happy about. She went to pull in. She fucking got caught. The side got caught. And so she's uh. scraping the side of her car. Hey man, that, that'll get you out of the mood, right? And then yeah. So then that started it. So then. I tried to do something. I don't drive stick. I'm making it worse, you know? So then the, the four Brazilian guys come over. It's a little car. They literally picked up the back of it to get it out. So then we get in the place. Nice place, you know? But, you know, she's all bummed out. So I tried to cheer her up. I was drunk. What happened the other night? It was so magical. This night, mm, it was like my fucking Delante fight. It was over before it began. <laughs> so fucking, I ruined, I ruined everything. The, the whole, that's why I tell that story. Listen, it was, this is, it's about keeping a good thing where it was. Hey, don't try to fuck it. Don't milk it. Right? <laughs> right? Did I fucking ruin it? I should have never, I, if I would have never seen that girl again, there would have been the memories of, oh man, maybe what a special night. If I can only see, I don't want to see her again. I'm fucking embarrassed <laughs> by my fucking shitty performance, by wrecking her car. Anyway, my fucking <laughs> <laughs> in Hey, Chris, we're off to a great start, no? Uh, Memory lane? I'm loving it, yeah. Wait, hold Chris. on. Wait, before I get into another story, I don't remember what that. The hell was the punk? I'm waiting to hear. He's probably got other the calls, so busy. maybe he's a little late. Yeah. We're bullshitting anyway. Do you remember Talk to that me. time that we stepped out of the cab to go grab a dinner in Japan? And there was a group. How old were you? You were very young back then. Oh, yeah. And there was a group of Chinese girls in the corner. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, li All right, now, listen. But just to get this in perspective, just to get this in perspective, well, first of all, we were in Japan, so they were probably Japanese girls, but that's not the point. No, they were a group of Chinese. They were Chinese girls in Japan? They were Chinese girls now in Japan. How do you know? They're completely different uh, physically uh, and the way that they speak, yeah. Hey, listen, Henzo's very So observant. we are going for a dinner, and Matt, we get out of the cab, the girl looks at him and goes, massage. I go, Matt, Matt. And Matt, no, she offers a massage. She looks good. I said, Matt, Matt, you and gotta was, go dinner with the guys here. And the whole time he goes, man, my head is still on that corner. The massage. I said, you crazy, man. This is a scheme. You're out of your mind, boy. Sit down. Let's do this. <laughs> Next thing I see, we're eating in the restaurant. He goes, I need to use the bathroom. He disappeared. Matt is gone. I had a stomachache. Nowhere to <laughs> see him. I couldn't see him. 40 minutes later comes Matt. Sad. Wait, hold no. on. Wait, are you going to finish this whole thing or you want me to finish it? Are you going to say what happened exactly? No, you that's okay. your job. <laughs> I see him very sad coming back to the table. I say, man, what happened? You lost in the bathroom. You disappeared for 40 minutes. And I knew, I know him, where he went. What happened, Matt, that day? Well, listen, the thing is this. 
they we out to dinner, possibly some drinks afterwards, whatever these crazy Brazilians were doing. I don't know. Henzo was married at the time, so I'm sure he, it was just dinner. And myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, hey, like, dinner, you know, Rapungi, whatever, wherever we were. Uh, listen, we're, this is unfiltered. Mm. So fucking, so it's fucking. <laughs> Hazel's gonna have his first fucking warm up match when we get thrown. <laughs> he's throw like, shit you to little fan motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> no, but listen, Hazel's obviously doing the right thing, but not me. Listen, he was a married. I'm not a. I was Tell a me the story, how I'm getting to it. I'm, I was a single. My point is this because I'm a married, I'm a husband and a father now. I was a single kid. Yeah. I was young. I was young. young. You're young. That was young. The, I think this was 90. That was 96 or 97. Young, dumb, and, and, full Japan, of, yeah. and full of a lot of stuff. You yes. know what I'm saying? I'm not going to. This is a, this is not a family show at all, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, anyway, so yeah, I'm pent up. Aljo, pent up. And so then, you know, I'm like, listen, man. The, and he couldn't forget. That group of Chinese on the corner. I was looking for. Listen, so and that, I told him this is a scheme. Man. He, said, he said it was a scam. I was like, How is it a scam? So the girl said she'll massage me, and I I'm new to that. I'm not a guy to start visiting massage parlors. I don't know about that shit. But you know what? You ever hear the saying "one in Japan"? Chris the producer. Well, <laughs> you like the Japanese. So, so I I went with this girl, <laughs> and she takes me through this couple of winding back alleys, like out of a movie. And then she brings me in this in this doorway of this of this building, and it, it's right out of a movie. I'm not saying it's a, a yakuza or anything, but there's full of Japanese or Chinese guys. I'm not being a dick. I don't I don't know what it was. What, what, what's going? On. Hensel's telling. I thought these girls were Japanese the whole time. Hensel's swearing they're Chinese, Chinese but they might a be a group of Chinese. They're, all right, so then there's Chinese guys around the table. I don't know, um, but uh, I didn't get close up. They they're, they're playing cards. It's like out of a movie, you know. They got tattoos and stuff. And they kind of look, I could have swore they gave me a, a grin or something. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're, they're happy that their girls be able to give a massage. So I go with her into the room. <laughs> and she and I get a massage. And I get a great no, massage. No, you Walking. have to understand. He was, since I told him that it was going to be a scam, he was actually, it's you. She goes, yes, you do the massage. Well, I wanted to make sure she's giving me, I yeah. don't you know, I don't want the so old she goes, yes, love. it's me, I do the massage. And she wasn't lying. She yeah. gave me the massage, Chris, the producer, Aljo. She gave me the massage. And it was a great massage, literally walking on my back. But, you know, and then, you know, then the thing is, I'm not saying no, nothing crazy, but, you know, they go certain pl near places and oh, it gives you a tingly fin. It's like, what's next? What's next? <laughs> and you know is how it is. It's the moment the one God gave you blood enough just for one of the heads. So once the other head begin thinking, <laughs> all the blood from the brain is gone. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm pent up. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I, I just want this to end happily. Understand? So, <laughs> so she goes, okay. Um, she gets out a chart for this much more. You get this for that. What is the Japanese? That's not fucking yen. What is it over there? What is it? It's yen. Yen, yen. Yeah, it's of course yen. it's yen. Hey, yeah. I don't like to second guess myself like I always do, Chris the producer. So yeah, I'm like, all right, how much more yen I'm getting in my pockets? So I give her some more money and she walks out. I'm like, all right. So I guess and, she's, and the I guess funny she's thing, just, he's the whole time he's just keeping an eye on his wallet to make sure this yeah, is a saying right. it's a scam. Said I won't be robbed here. So everything was under control. He goes, nothing's wrong. Hands doesn't know what he's Hanzo talking doesn't about. Why he can't tell this? Huh? He can't tell this 22 year old kid what's going on <laughs> in the world. So she leaves, and then the door opens again. I'm like, okay, M fucking an 80-year-old Japanese lady like comes hovering in like Mother Swan. I go, what the fuck? Like Mr. Miyagi's. Yeah, like a female Warming up Mr. her hands. <laughs> like rubbing her hands she, with know, cream. <laughs> I'm on the table, and, and you know... You know, I'm like, what? What do I do? What do I do? Let That's me tell what I, you. I ask him, Matt, what did you do? 
Since I was already there, <laughs> what am I gonna, listen, am I going to hurt her feelings and leave? I might have, she might have died. So listen, what they, ah. listen, all I know is what they say. Listen, it's just Man, like. Man, I had to lay down on the floor to laugh. <laughs> Y'all just kill me. Just like in the cage, experience goes a long way. And I had a, listen, it was the, and the other night I was very happy. He told me since I was and there, the, I just closed my eyes and let it happen. Closed my yeah. eyes. And all I know is I felt like Daniel's son because I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, who are you? And then she did the, her hands were oil and then she put them together. She, and she started <laughs> smacking, rubbing, rubbing her. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's going to happen. And there you go. And there's. <laughs> So, yeah, so I mean, you know, I mean, listen, in life, just like in the cage, you learn. You should have seen his face when he came back to the dinner. When he came back to the dinner, he was like, you told me and I didn't believe it. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to my sensei and I and I deserve that. Who am I kidding? What a fucking bitch. Best H job of my life. But he goes, he told me this was the best one I ever had. Best one. Say, experience goes a long way. It was She's either, 80. It was She's either, been doing that for 60 years at least. It was either the technique she used. The technique she used or just the non-expression on her face or just a serious face, <laughs> like attacking it, like I, like my my, my my privates did something to her. And, and, and I remember telling Matt, I said, how can you talk with the pure heart with your grandmother again after doing this? <laughs> I couldn't. I'd be, I'd be like this. I'm putting my sunglasses on. I talked to her like this. Sunglasses. I couldn't make eye contact with my own grandmother. <laughs> listen. Hey, listen. There's nothing wrong with cougars, but I, I, I definitely, uh, I jumped it a little bit. <laughs> I jumped it a little bit, Chris. Oh, shit. Where do we go from here? So much more. I'll tell you, Punk's leaving us hanging, but I don't, I could do, I could do this all day. We got a lot to catch up about. Yes or no? No, we don't have yet. Fuck no. that, man. Let's talk about upcoming shit. I don't know if you want to talk about the fights this weekend. And there's also the uh, the rumor mill, and there's also shit going on with St. Pierre saying he's coming back. What do you think of that? You think George is coming back? I was actually with him, and he's looking into Wait, fighting again. He was just in the town recently training. Yes. He yeah. was here training last yeah. week, and I was with him, and he's, he really wants to fight again. He's, I think, like... He's in very good shape now. His knee's 100%. Like, a fight like so. with him and Woodley, yeah. I think, would be interesting. I know he's talking about Nick Diaz. I mean, it's always weird to me when guys, they got a W and they want to have that fight again. But hey, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. Matt Hughes often talked about, like he still does, talks about, <laughs> dude, you got to, could you take that guy's limb for me, please? You don't got to <laughs> fight him for me, but take the guy's limb. No, the guy's still talking about fighting me. That's why I was, when I was talking to you earlier uh, about what drives you still, because Shenzo, you know I love to fucking fight. I always did. Yeah, but it's such a commitment. You, it's a different, It's yeah. a commitment. And, uh, it takes all your maybe, time, man. It, like it, it's funny because I said like I knew it was time for me to exit the game was when I heard somebody mention my name, and it used to be like like how I used to take it severely personal. You should, yes. How dare you? Now I'm gonna yes. fucking make an example. You mentioned my name, and instead of that, I was taking my kids to the park and literally taking my kids to the park. And I'm like, I didn't give a shit. I took my kids to the park and I go. My my priorities are not where they they are where they should be. I guess now I'm in a different chapter of my life. But that's not the old. That I should that 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 was a that was a sign to get yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, you grow like I could easily live without fighting. You don't have the, to, the man. Reality, I don't need it. I really don't need it. But the reality is, I like it. <clears throat> yeah. And if I'm gonna no. be in shape, you know, and yeah. uh, <laughs> if I'm gonna be in shape anyway, oh, I'm gonna yeah. do it. Might as well. <laughs> yes. Right, Aljo. <laughs> and I'm on, see. I'm on the TRT also. That's another thing. 
TRTs, you know. I, You're and looking even, good, man. Thank you. I mean, well, Hanzo, you see me fluctuate. Hanzo sees me really out of shape, and he still says, "I, I like you like this." And he's I like, remember, I remember you after losing weight. You fight, I think, one fifty-five. Brutal, man. And you, you, even your eyelids blink slowly. Remember no, that? It was rough. I was scared. Was, I was always day. in a weird position with my weight class because I'm not a big big guy for 170 well maybe now no, the reality you chose the wrong sport uh, <laughs> if you had picked uh, bodybuilding you'd be amazing that'd be good i'd be little uh, frank uh, what's that James, like, uh, I, I remember Matt, when uh, he was yeah when he was ripped he looked like a bodybuilder remember yeah. when you flex and that was, was like and, and, that was and you're not even lifting weights he goes i can't lift weight otherwise i get too big i, I didn't ever did weights yeah. I mean, yeah. so now i'll mess around now i'll yeah. mess around with the kettlebells i'll do some uh I got my dumbbells at my school. I do a lot of push-ups still. And I remember all the Brazilians go, impossible. This guy, he, he's a bodybuilder. Yeah. He lifts a lot. I say, no, man. He never lifts weight. He's built like that. You know? Yeah. It was funny because I was very flexible. And I remember when I first went down to Brazil and I was training and and I was giving guys a hard time. I, I used to have like an impassable guard because yeah. I was so flexible. Very then, flexible. And he had unbelievable takedowns too. Yeah. I remember it was... Like a, he won the nationals down there, yeah. the words, you know. It's I was so I was so lucky, man. See, Henzo, no, Henzo still jumps into the schools, teaches classes. And I was teaching yesterday, and I'm going to teach today. That's I it. Can't help, yeah. But I knew every day when I was going to the class, I I was spoiled, man. I had Henzo every day, every day. We trained every day, yeah. And I used to sleep, I used to sleep on the cot. Uh, on 27th Street on Friday night because I used to do the Saturday class. Yeah, yeah. You know? And back then, it's not like you had freaking Wi-Fi or internet. It was nothing. I used to watch the the fights from Brazil in the, in the, in the VHS fights. Yeah, you know? I remember the first time I saw a smartphone was in Japan and they yeah. told me, oh, this is going to be in America in five years yeah, from now. Remember? Shit. Yeah, I remember oh. that. Speaking of Brazil, man, back in the day, and this is before Aljo's time, I don't know if you're even aware of this, Aljo, there used to be like a huge rivalry with uh, jiu-jitsu versus Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys versus the Lutre Livre guys. Do you know familiar with this? No. See, this is That's how everything begins. This yeah. is where the youngsters need to hear about this, yeah. man, because they don't know about Great this. Great times, yeah. It was huge. One of the one one fight that uh it was on those Gracie in action fights, and I and I that's when I. It's funny when I say I really saw Henzo fight, and this was you, a lot lighter. You fought that Thai boxing guy with the mustache. Yeah, one you actually looked. You looked look like you looked like this rat on the wall. Look, yes, yeah, true, true. <laughs> I was like 143 pounds. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. you you had to choke him out twice or something because he got out of the. He out of the tapped ropes. the first one. No, he tapped. Was the that first your very one, first? Fight? And the judge was a Korean. Yeah, on, on public. Yes, I used to fight in my house before. Of course, we'd set up and yeah. well, we'd meet. But tell me a, about that fight. How much did you weigh in that? In that, I was one hundred forty-three pounds. One hundred forty. You yeah, yeah, you did look yeah. light, man. Skinny like hell. Uh, now, was that the same card that that Bustamante and them? Uh, no, that's how fought. Uh, Another guy, Marcelo Berg, another one. That was when we put the jiu-jitsu in Sao Paulo. Back then, yeah. they didn't have jiu-jitsu in Sao Paulo. We brought jiu-jitsu to Sao Paulo. And then Marcelo Berg moved and opened a school there. The later Haya moves there yeah. and opened the school. Then we had the challenge in Rio that was Luta Livre against jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So they picked the three best guys from Luta Livre, and we picked the three good guys from Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they fought. This, the Rio de Janeiro stopped, and it was televised live by Global TV which was the number one TV. Oh, no, that in, was great, man. You know, on prime time. Yeah. So it was insane how, how, how popular it became. And then the fights start happening. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to pick up with this after. I love hearing about the old school stuff, and you need to hear that too. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Listen, everybody, DraftKings, DraftKings.com. All right, let me tell you, football is finally here. 
It's time to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win your share of a hundred grand, a hundred grand in DraftKings free week one contest. That's right. DraftKings is hosting a free contest this weekend with $100,000 in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings.com is the destination for one week fantasy football. One week fantasy football means no season long commitments. Yeah, who wants commitments? Not me. Play whenever you want with the players you want. You don't have to worry about some other dude drafted the guy you wanted or that you have to follow this thing all the time, all season. Forget that. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. You can also challenge your buddies in a private league to prove you are the superior GM. Join an existing league and go head-to-head with friends, co-workers, and fantasy players from all across the country. I'm going to challenge Chris the producer. That's one bet I could take. You can also try 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. Hurry! Don't just, don't take your time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now to choose your players and you can seriously win cash in week one. Use code KO and play for free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. This contest is 100% free, so there's no reason not to play. Again, that's code KO to play free for your share of hundred grand this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Is this CM Punk? Is he on the air? This is. Hello, what's, hello. what's up, buddy? It's Matt Serra. How are you? And I'm with Master Henzo Gracie and Aljo Sterling. What's up, man? Oh, man. Yeah, I feel my man. Great talking to you, my brother. How you doing? What are you up to, buddy? Are you, uh, you're probably doing a lot of media, huh? Uh, yeah, I was up. Uh, I was up real early, so I actually, I actually got a nap in. Um, I just woke up not too long ago. That, that we have that in common on the on the train in with Aljo from yeah. Long Island. It's like an hour ride. So Aljo's BSing with me. I go, Aljo, just I put my sunglasses on. I go, look, man, I'm gonna have my foot on the gas for a good hour and a half when we're in the city. I go, I'll see you in the city. I just took a nap on the train. Aljo's, Aljo's like some company you are. <laughs> but uh, tell me, uh, th- man, I'm 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 super excited for you. And uh, and and how do you feel leading up to this? We're, we're, we're right there, man. This is everything you've been dreaming of and working for. Yeah, this is awesome. This, uh, I'm just trying to enjoy fight week. You know what I mean? Uh, I've seen the process. Uh, I hear the stories and I know some people can't stand it, but I'm literally just loving every minute, you know, like it's a lot of media and it's a lot of work, but it's just exciting to tell, you know, I, I'm talking about it and I'm sick of talking about it and it's oh, right around the corner. So there's this, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is like right there. So I'm super, super excited about it. Now, do you feel, do you feel, is it a different excitement? Like when you first got into the, um, into the, uh, WWE and I know people go you must be sick of the comparisons and stuff and I hate to be that guy but when you first leading up to your first like say WWE match and you knew it was on this Saturday night and is it a similar feeling but or is it different because you knew there was a um predetermined winner and this is this is a whole different animal is it a different feeling yeah no it definitely is you know I I'm not the the absence of worrying about what the crowd is going to do is definitely there. You know, like I'm not trying to elicit an emotional response from the audience. Like I have this, this singular focus about me and what I'm going to do in there. And I have to win this fight. Yeah. And so it's like a whole different kind of butterflies, you know what I mean? And it's, it's the the butterflies are welcome because those are, those are long gone for, for, for so long. And I would just kind of, 
go through motions and it, it turned into a job. So this is exciting. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll tell you, and I think it's, it was really, um, uh, it was really great of you to put that whole process out for everybody to see. I mean, there's so many people guarding their fight tape and no, no, this guy, you can't tape sparring. And I'm even one of those guys like, Hey dude, don't tape. Don't, I see somebody with an iPhone when I'm sparring. It was probably cause I was always grumpy cause I was trying to lose weight, but I'm like, yo, put that fucking, I don't want that on online. And maybe it's just me being silly or whatever, but you didn't really seem to care about that. But, uh, and I, and that's my buddy Rory. He does looking for a fight or our buddy, uh, little uh what's his name right. the producer rory uh who, who was doing your show but you, you didn't care about them showing anything or you were just an open book with it like i mean i cared because and trust me i was i i'm as grumpy as you are if not more <laughs> but i just for some reason felt like if we were gonna if we were gonna go ahead and tell this story and put it on television i just felt that was a necessary component you know uh when everybody starts and like I've had martial arts experience in the past, but like not nothing on this level and nothing with somebody the caliber of Duke Rufus. So I I just felt, yeah, let's show them, you know, like I don't care how embarrassed I be. I don't care what the armchair quarterbacks are going to say. I felt it important to show everybody like, man, this, this, a lot of this sucks. It's hard, you know, and this is what these guys and these women go through on a daily basis. And, you know, at the end of the day, I knew I would be able to look back and say, man, you really worked your ass off. Look how much you've improved job. Well done. And you can see the the beginning. And then, you know, on Saturday, when I get my hand raised, you see the end result. For sure, man. And is the, is the weight cutting an issue or are you doing all right with that? I know you said it was terrible. And, uh, I mean, it's never fun <laughs> unless you're walking around on weight, which usually people aren't doing. I mean, is it a, a terrible process with that? Or are you doing all right with that? Uh, I mean, I love food. You know, Me too, man. Me so, too. Talking to the right yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's nothing I would uh, do if I didn't have to do it. Yeah, not for sure, man. But listen, not to get away from the fight because that's why we're talking. But I have to really. I, I don't believe I didn't bring this up to you last time. You're talking to the biggest comic book geek there is, and I saw on that show, and I saw you were drawing. Uh, you were writing for Drax the Destroyer. And I had a nerdgasm. I go, are you fucking yeah. serious? I go, I met CM. I met the guy how many times? Like, I could have, forget the fighting. I could have talked to the guy about comic books. Is that something you're really passionate about? Or? Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, tell oh, me yeah. about that. Are I, you a big... Uh, I love comics. I'm a comic book. I love it too, man. I, are you digging the movies that are out with the comic book movies, or are you not into that so much? Yeah, that's the wildest thing to me is, you know, when you were a kid, that was your dream. You know, and me and my me and my buddy of mine used to have this uh, thing we would do where we would go see other movies and pretend it was, yeah. it was uh, like a comic book character. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we would go see like a James Bond film and be like, ah, right, let's just pretend it's a Captain America movie. And it made, it made, you know what I mean? And now and, we don't have to do that. Like nerds I mean, rule the world now. It's pretty crazy. I mean, look at Winter Soldier. I mean, that movie. If you don't, if they said, let's say they're not comic book people, that's a great movie. That's a phenomenal movie. You like Winter Soldier? Did you see what? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if I would be able to say what my favorite was. Probably Guardians. Guardians was so was great. So not supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, misfit cast and like characters nobody knew about, but you could, like you said, know nothing about the ca- the comic book and go see that, and it was a, an, an amazing film. I wasn't familiar with those characters, so when I heard about it, I wasn't excited about it. But did you guys see Guardians of the Galaxy? By the way, yes, I love guys. it. I love it. I, I mean, yeah. I love that movie. I, I, I fell. In, I thought the characters were great, the chemistry, and uh, is that the first time? Did you know of Drax the Destroyer? But before that, and that's a formula. And he was a wrestler. The guy who played him. Did you know uh, Batista? Did you know? Yeah, him? Dave. 
Yeah, <laughs> That's Dave, crazy. He was great in it. I know Dave. Good friends with him. Tista. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he was. Um, Drax, Drax used to be a different character. They, they, they changed Drax in like the recent years. So like the Drax that I knew back in the day, like uh, late 80s Marvel Comics was like a completely different character. But it was, it was exciting getting the chance to be able to write a, a comic book for Marvel, you know? That's amazing. Did you approach them with that or... Or they go, hey, listen, you want to no, write a book? No, they came to me. I, I've written, how that happened is I, I've written uh, a ton of stuff for them. Um, like uh, forwards for, for artists and uh, writers, you know, for trade paperbacks and stuff. Uh, I wrote, I think the biggest thing I did, uh, they had the big X-Men versus uh, Avengers crossover a oh. few years ago. And I wrote the, the forward for the giant trade paperback that came out with that. Okay. And uh, every, everything I'd ever hand in for them. Yeah, everything I'd ever hand in for them, they'd be like, "Wow, you 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 know how to write? Did you ever think about writing a comic book?" And I I had a conversation one year in San Diego with Axel Alonso, cool. uh, the the yeah. you know the editor at uh, Marvel, and it just it just blossomed from there. Oh man, I mean, <clears throat> I'm the, I'm no writer, but more I'm a I'm a huge fan of all that stuff, and I think and like you, I think it's amazing how they're able to do the movies the right way. Like I was, I do a movie thing on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I should be hitting the cough button, but I'm unprofessional. But uh, we do a movie thing on here and I was talking about Suicide Squad. Did you see that one? The latest one? Suicide Squad? Yeah, I did. How, yeah, now, I did, did you hate it or did you like it as a fan? How did you like it? I mean, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was a mess. Yeah. You know, see, as people, a movie, it, it's just a mess. It's all over the place. But, but what, a, but I mean, I had a good, you know what it is? I, I was always a Marvel guy growing up. I was with like, I love the X-Men. And the X-Men I see now on screen, there's some glimpses here and there. Like, I have a big problem with Wolverine not being a short... That guy shouldn't be the leading man. You know that, CM. He should be a short, six, hairy... Six, five, he was 5'3 in the comic. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, what the... Am I, am I crazy? You're just trying to, you're just trying to secure that next Wolverine role, aren't you? Hey, so, a, 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 a punk, I'm, I'm saying this to you, and I'm getting... So I look to my right, I see Aljo and Henzo just... They're both looking at me with their mouth open. <laughs> what the fuck? What is he doing? He's talking about a fight. But I know you're with me in this because Wolverine. Hey, listen. Besides that whole send, alpha, yeah, we gotta send some, send you guys some comic books. Oh, dude, listen. I, I'll definitely. Chris, the producer, p- p- take a Matt. Uh, Matt used to steal all my comic books. Remember <laughs> Angelo, the first trainer for George St. Pierre 100%. from Canada. Yes. He used to have a store of, oh. of comic books, yeah. so he used to send me boxes, and I'll pass them to you. And I tried to get in touch with this guy, this Canadian guy that used to train with us. Uh, and he was the um, first coach for. He was the one who actually yeah. brought George St. Pierre to train. Yeah, his George St. Pierre's first coach. Coach named uh, Angelo, Angelo, right? Yeah. Little stocky guy that was very good with leg locks. Used to visit us, and he owned a comic book uh, warehouse a company. What do you? I don't know what he had, but he used to give Henzo just shitloads of comic books that somehow ended up in my backpack <laughs> along with my stinky gear. And next thing you know, I go, Ah, Henzo, I must have left him on the train. I, I just, I, I love that stuff. That guy was a good dude, man. Because the best. Let me, yeah. let me tell you about that guy. That guy was training. That guy trained with us, and I had to fight Ivan Medjavar. And this guy was very friendly with me. We used to roll so much when he when he visited that even though it was years later, he was there with Ivan, but he would not corner Ivan versus me. And that's yes. some old school yeah. shit right there. He and was I, like a representative of us wow. in Canada, remember? Yeah, yeah they yeah. don't they don't have a the people don't have a code anymore. Yeah, talk, was, talk, talking about this, I yes. didn't know the guy that the, the, the CM Punk is fighting actually trained with us here in New York. Yo, hey, yeah. hey, hey, Punk. He used listen, to train man. with us. This this <laughs> is funny. Hey, 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 CM, listen. Uh, Henzo the other day yeah. gave a prediction. I don't know if you know this, but Master Henzo Gracie gave a prediction that uh, he thinks that you're, he believes that you're going to win, and he said he feels you're going to win by guillotine. And then uh, and then he goes to me, he comes in today, he goes, oh man, 
I just, re- I just, I talked to the Miller brothers. This guy trains with us, Mickey Gall. <laughs> 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 he doesn't train anymore. You know, I don't think he. I, I think he's. I think. Yeah, I think he's switching teams. I think he's at American Top Team now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I uh, ask, yeah, "How is hey. this kid? How is this kid with the other students with the with the, with the training partners?" And that guy goes, "Man, he's never nice to nobody." Oh, there he's you always go. Making face. I say, "My friend, fate always helps me." You know, I get rid of the of the extra fat every time. So that's a, that's. I think it's hysterical yeah. that you were pick you were picking CM, and you didn't even. Really I didn't, didn't like realize. the whole situation from the challenge to yeah. the whole yeah. attitude that he had. For, yeah, I mean, the, the, the kid is a, a top, we you know we we found him on the show. I remember being there, and he was a popular kid, and he fought it. The, the guy we saw him fight when we first got out there, we weren't sure how good he was, but he did look very good when he fought Mike. He, 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 well, listen, the guy's name was Michael Jackson. He should definitely better be tough. <laughs> but he fought, and you were there, CM. I, I seen you there. That's when I first uh, yeah, uh, yeah, officially okay. met you. And uh, and we seen him fight, and I'll tell you, the big jitters did not get to him, and the guy was, uh, he took the back money, and he, and he got that rear naked choke, so... He's definitely a legit, legit guy. I mean, listen, he has, does have a lot of fights, but that's that's you know, obviously, CM has no fights besides you know his his sparring, you know, from what he's uh, the stuff he's not an official fight, I should say, but he's getting some sparring matches in. And uh, I'll tell you, I mean, it, it, for a first opponent, it, the guy's definitely a, a game guy, and uh, it's freaking exciting, man. I mean, with this with this fight with CM, now you you had a, I'm saying a bunch of sparring for, probably from what I even saw on the show. Did you feel, are you, are you, not that you're going to say you're not happy where you're at, but you've seen the improvements, right? I mean, you feel like, man, I'm making the corrections yeah. from each sparring session. And you are in a great camp. Duke Rufus is unbelievable. Love Duke. Yeah. Love Duke great Rufus. guy. Great, great guy. He's the perfect Yeah, they're camp. not going to blow smoke. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm bad at something, they let me know, you yeah. know, and nobody there takes it easy on me. So I, I've definitely learned the difference between learning something and then applying it. You know, like sometimes I'm too nice to guys, you know, but my, my, my training partners are there to, you know, sharpen the sword to get me better. So it's like, you know, now uh, I grab an arm, I grab it, you know, and that, now I, I see a, I see a neck, I choke it. So before I was almost, I was almost just too pro wrestling with some guys, you know what I mean? Like I was almost working with them instead of uh, just taking what was there and, and being aggressive about it. But uh, I, I'm 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 glad Mickey's game for this, you know. Like I'm I'm glad the the matchup worked out the way it did. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a fair matchup, and I'm I'm I, like I, I'm just gonna tell you guys how excited I am for this. Like I can't wait. Well, I, I mean, listen, I I respect the hell out of you from doing it. I said that from day one before I met you, and it it helps that you're a really nice guy. That way, you know, it, it could help me rooting for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But because uh, I you know, like I said before, like I'm like like uh like Aljo, like I was telling you. The guy doesn't have to do this. The guy could, you know, sign autographs. The guy's an action figure. The guy, you know, the, he can make money not putting his neck on the line like this, you know. And I really, I really understand that it's about the journey because, hey, man, we go around once, and you don't want to, you don't want to be in that rocking chair with any, with with any regrets. Is is that what this is really about? That's what if you if you boil it down to its essence, that's exactly what it's about, you know. Uh, I imagine someday I'll have children, and I didn't want to be able to like look at him and be like oh yeah i hear you want to hear a funny story you know dana white called me one time and was like hey what do you what do you think about this idea and i you know i i told him no and i just went to a bunch of cubs games and sat on my couch you know like <laughs> i just think that that would be a horrible lesson to, to teach your child or any child so yeah, for anybody and you know, life is memories my man unfold. that's the most valuable assets you can have 
you know, and this is going to be yeah. a very good memory for you to carry with you forever, you know, and to teach I, those I who follow you. you exactly know, like you say. Hanzo gets it. Hanzo yeah. gets it. Yeah. Hanzo, you know. <laughs> Hanzo's still looking for fights. He's going to turn 50 in a year and he's still looking for fights. The guy's, he doesn't, there's no stopping him. I can't help. I can't he's gotta, help. <laughs> I have to argue with my wife every day. But <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Everything else is easy. Yeah. That, that's a fight that you're not going to win. Never. Right I, I wish I could draw. <laughs> Well, listen, man. Hey, listen. Hey, see, yeah, man. I know you got to do a ton of press, man. And uh, I, I, I listen. I just want to wish you the best of luck. I respect what you're doing. Did, did I tell you how I met? I met no, Phil? I want to hear no. it though before we say well, goodbye. Tell I, me. I was actually, I was actually in a, in a, in a taxi uh, uh, line. You're great. Yeah. And oh, then, go ahead. And then he came. He came right behind me. It's me and my wife. And yeah. and then he started talking to me. I started talking to him. I never, I didn't know who he was. Okay. You know. So we we. We're talking about, oh, we're going to the fight. Yeah, we're going to the fight. So we ride together. We jump in the cab together. Yeah. We're going. We get there. Phil paid the cab. I say, no, my man. He goes, and I'm thinking, you know, I look yeah. at him and I don't know what he does. I never met him before. Yeah. We get to the arena. I say, boy, I'm going to pay the guy back. I'm going to get him in yeah. to the event. So we get to the <laughs> arena. Everybody runs to him. You think they're running to you? You go, oh, here yeah. we go. I go, I'm going to set him up here. We, we, <laughs> They run to him. Hey, hey, punk. Hey, punk. I said, punk. His name is Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I just met Phil, you know? And then he gets me in the event. We walk in and then he goes with the guys. As I'm coming in the event, Don Fry is getting in a fight with a Brazilian kid because he touched his cowboy hat. When he swings the first punch, I hold his arm. And he looks at me. I say, come on, Fry. The guy is one of us. He don't know that he's not supposed to touch your hat. Oh, I'm sorry, Hansel. Forget. It. Let's have a beer. <laughs> Don Fry likes the party. And I remember the guys from the from the UFC looking. Hansel, only you could finish their fight like this. <laughs> well, Don Fry would get. He, yeah. he'd have some definitely. Oh, he's a different level. He, different I, level. I just had, we had him on the show recently too. Yeah. Unique, a, unique. Oh, that a, a real American cowboy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's oof, a cow. Oh right, I had him do a line at a tombstone. I don't know if you know that. Oh really? Oh, a hundred percent. Where you jerk you that could smoke picture, women. You could picture yeah. him in a. In a Tombstone oh, movie. Fuck. Yeah. I think he's doing sure. movies now. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Listen, I don't want. I don't want to keep Punk. He's got a big, big fight this weekend on pay per view on the on the uh, the Steep A versus Overeem card. And uh, hey, man, I'm thrilled for you, man. No matter what, uh, we are gonna be rooting for you, my brother. 100. percent And if the things don't come as planned, we're gonna admire even more. So don't worry about it. Go there and give everything you have. <laughs> that's that's my plan. You know, I, I figured the only way I could fail at this is if I didn't do it and if I don't give 100%. So that's what you're going to see Saturday night. You know, that's I'm gonna nice. Leave it all we can't out wait, man. We can't wait. And, and not to bring it back to the comics, but am I, am I still getting free comics? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I knew. I should have left it on the note with the fight. Every single time he speaks to you, he's going to ask for the comics, man. I'll send you to Marvel headquarters. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'll send you to Marvel oh, headquarters. Nice. Uh, good luck. You do the show, and now you got a fucking stalker. That's what you got. <laughs> hey, great. Hey, listen, CM, thank you so much, man. Best of luck to you, bro. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the support. I'll talk to y'all soon. Take thank care. Thank you, Phil. All the say best, brother. To, say hello to Duke. Send them a big hug. Bye, bye, brother. I will. I will. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered. Let me tell you about me undies. Love them. Love my me undies. You wear underwear every day. At least most of us do. I never did, but now I do. Now I do thanks to me undies. It's time to try something better. Me undies has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that is three times softer than cotton. Not one time, not two times, three times softer than cotton. <laughs> 
When you feel awesome from the inside out, you look awesome from the outside in. Chris, the producer. That's true. That's brilliant. It is true. I, I, I made that up. When you upgrade your undies game, everyone wins. Life feels better in me undies. Even when I don't have to talk about my me undies, I end up talking about my me undies because they are so freaking comfortable. There's a reason why I went back to wearing underwear. And uh, let me tell you something. And I don't think I was ever going back. I thought I was just going commando the rest of my life. Not anymore. Not with me undies. And let me tell you something. For a limited time, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash UFC. That's MeUndies.com slash UFC. If you don't love your first pair, guess what? Guess what, Chris? Guess what? Oh, what, man? It's free. That's If amazing. you don't love your first pair, it's free. Free. How could you go wrong with something free? You can't. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash UFC to get 20% off your first order and use my link so they know we sent you. MeUndies! Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch, so if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. You know what's funny about Henzo? I've been in cabs with Henzo. He'll sit in the front seat, put his arm around the guy, talk to him. So where are you, what country are you from? Well, yeah. By the time he gets to the place, he finds out the I guy, can, I, I, what yeah. village he comes from yeah. in freaking I Haiti. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person's person. You're I a can't people help. person. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I talk to everybody. My kids sometimes get upset because I talk to the kids. I talk to the old people. I think you there was a the, the funniest one ever was there was a, I, I, I use, I, I refuse to have easy pass. I had to go and speak to the person who worked there. I said, I can't believe someone works there and I'm going to pass my whole life just passing right through. <laughs> so I refused to get easy pass for the first seven, eight years that I was here in America. Yeah. So I would drive waiting line there. Then when I get there, one day I, I, I knew almost everybody. Then one day I get there, there's a black woman. I said to her, how are you doing, my princess? Uh, Good morning. And she goes, hmm, and keeps... I, I was pissed because she completely ignored me and like, you know. So I said, you want to know something? I was passing there every day on that time and I knew her boat. So every day I say, if I get pissed at her, I will have lose. I'll have lost to her. Yeah. So I got to change her. Otherwise she changed me. So every day I drove there. I like what you said right there. Say that again. So you uh, have yeah. to change her. Yeah, or course. she'll change you. Or she will, will have changed me, yeah. So I can't Go accept ahead. that. That would be me losing. I wish I would think like this, Aljo. So you know what I did? Every day I drove there for the, for the next year and a half. And I would speak to her every day. After one year and a half, she looked at me and she goes, when are you going to give up? I said, when I got a smile from you, I will give up. And then she starts smiling. 
she became one of the best friends and I couldn't get an easy pass because of her. I passed by and bring coconut water when there was no coconut water in the market. I'll get coconut water, I'll bring to her and she became a great friend of mine and I remember when she retired, when she was done with her job, her last day, she goes, I just came here today to say bye to you. You did, know? Did, she, did she look like a and nice? she, I remember she apologized, saying, you know, some jobs make you feel miserable so you can't be nice to people. I'm doing a job here that it's like... Mm. It's a miserable job that I can, you know, or, some people treat me bad. Some people, I didn't know, throw coins at her. Like when they come to pay the toll, they would yeah. throw the money at her yeah. and leave, you know, and pass right by. And she had to get the coins on the floor. And she goes, with those, I become a miserable person. I let them. I say, you let them change you. There say, you, you cannot. You know, it was amazing that I was able to be friends with her until the day that she actually retired. This was like three, three years later. That's a crazy <laughs> you know, story. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That, yeah. that is a beautiful story. I mean, you are lucky that she didn't, you know, press stalking charges. But listen, <laughs> it is you did change her. It could have happened. This is the sad thing in America. It could have right? happened. Yeah. She could have been like this guy That's every a day. Here. There's a, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to sure. collect some tolls. I got yeah. a smile in Brazilian. Get me coconut water. I tell him I drink the Gatorade. That's yeah. great. I'll bring great. the sweets from Brazil. I'll bring some to her. We'll you know what's up. funny about that is I get that. See, I'm. See, I think you. I believe you changed me in a sense where. You know, I've been around you so much, and I was, I'm, I was always just ready to fight. I don't know what the hell's going on. A, a lot of times, you when don't. I was young. It's like uh, there was a, there was a. I used to live in a building in Brazil, and there, there was this doorman that every time he had a strange attitude when I was when I was coming in, and I say hi, I, morning, when I, he wouldn't answer, and he get to a point that I say, look, man, the guy's working in my building. I have to see him three, four times a day. I'm gonna end up beating the shit out of him because I can. Yeah, have this antagonism every time I walk in and out of my building. So one day, I, I said I was the side to hit him, and I start walking towards him, and I say, "What's going on, my man?" And he goes, "Can you sign an autograph for me?" So I, I was completely. So in reality, the fact that I was a fighter, he knew who I was, and he was a fan. Yeah, he differently when he saw me and i didn't realize that i thought he was being aggressive he was being impolite it's funny it's funny how that happened and i was this close of hitting him and it would be in reality he admired me so much that he felt and that was a very funny situation too with the fighter mark hunt i i the guy comes in, the guy who actually trained jiu-jitsu, the taught jiu-jitsu to Mark Hunt, was one of my students, a kid called Viet Cong. We used to call him, he, he was from, he looked like a Viet Cong kid, so we okay. him in Viet Cong. So he was his jiu-jitsu teacher. So when I met Mark Hunt in Brazil, in, in, in Japan, yeah. he came, he shook my hand, and, and he didn't speak to me anymore, and he was down. So then I met him. The next time I meet him in, inside the elevator, I say hi to him. He doesn't, he just shakes his head and doesn't talk back. Next time I meet him, I say, this guy is a prick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like every time I meet him and I, he trains with one of my students and every time I meet him, he acts strange. Yeah. You know, so I was pissing him, but I didn't say nothing. We end up just for three or four days in Japan and we left. I came back, I go tell John Donahar. John Donahar looks at me and goes like this. Uh, when you walk in the elevator, was his head low? I go, yes. He was below you. I go, yes. He goes, where he's from. The, the ultimate uh, respect is that he positioned himself lower than you. 
How the fuck would I ever get respect? You would have to be on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge motherfucker. You know? So in reality, he was being so respectful. Yes. yes. And I didn't know because of my <clears throat> ignorance of his culture. He's from New Zealand, from, you know? It's amazing. It's and amazing I didn't know, and John knew it. John, so he positioned himself, so he goes in on that tribe, they have still a tribe concept. The, the head of the tribe is always the tallest guy on the group because the others lower themselves. Yeah. And this week, someone sent me a picture of him wearing a Hansel Gracie shirt. You ah. know? It's, so a lot of times, we have to be careful when we judge. It's good. Because we don't know what's going on. We, don't, we have to understand, every time you meet a person, he's maybe fighting a fight bigger than yours. I've heard that and saying. You, I like that saying. And you don't know that. They're, they're, so you come quick to judge and get angry. It's true. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm worse than you. You see how you know, I, and, and Angel, I, do you see what's going on here? Do you yeah. see that I'm a 42-year-old man and I'm still and learning? And I'm still teaching him like I'm a little still, kid I that should, I met 20 I'm years ago. I'm still learning from uh, this man. I'm, I'm taking because it all in right now. Aljo, <laughs> you know how I am. I'm, I'm very friendly. And when I, when, now I'm very friendly. After spending years with Henzo saying, man, relax. Because I used to, I don't know, I used to be just quick to go. You know, but when I thought, but always good guy, but just quick to go, I think. So then, you know, now like when I see somebody and I'm I'm just so friendly that I'm always polite. But it's, when I when I go see somebody and I go, hey, you know, how are you? And I get one of the, uh, a half a, a bob of a head or even yeah. like a, a what, not, just a nothing or I'm just like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> you ever see Observe and Report with the whatever? I forgot the comedian. What's the comedian's name? The um, I don't know. He's Indian, I believe. Who, uh, Aziv or yeah, Aziz Ansari. Is he Indian? Yeah, good. Thank God. Yeah, but uh, and they, they were doing that thing in the thing where they go, no, fuck you. And he's going, fuck you. That's how I feel when somebody doesn't say hello back. It's like, hey, dude, I don't. You don't understand. I don't even want to say hello. I'm being nice. You think I want to say hello to you? I need you as a buddy. Go fuck yourself. But I should be like Master Henzo. This is the this is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy you came. You find it. Listen, it's not. No, gonna, but it, you have to understand. I'm 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 gentle. I'm very nice to everybody. To anybody, I stop. I'll stop in the road if someone has a problem to fix to change that tire. I'm man, like this. I can't hey, help. Hey, yeah. You listen, know? Henzo. Listen, first of all, Henzo says this, and it's true. He's a fucking the guy. Give you the, literally. You need a shirt, Chris, the producer. You spill a coffee on your shirt, that white shirt. He'll give you the shirt off his fucking back. And I'm not even bullshitting you. I don't know about Aljo. Aljo likes that shirt. He was talking about it before. <laughs> but uh, the thing is this: my first shoot fighting match, I I got really tired, you know. And then uh, one of the one of the judges was this big shoot-fighting guy, a big monster of a man named Bart Val. And Henzo was supposed to fight him if they met up in his tournament that Henzo won called the WCC. He was like two, 280 pounds, 280 pounds. So I won because I took this guy down and the guy grabbed the rope. There was rope escapes, but I strangled him in 30 seconds. But then he got the rope escapes. And then I get him, I keep mounting him. And I dominated the guy, but I didn't get a submission. I kind of got tired because I took a bunch of a, a Fedra... Um, Fedra, I didn't know you're not supposed to take it, but whatever. I took some, my heart was beating, but I won because I got the rope because he had to tap out once, basically. Yeah. So then afterwards, Henzo's in my corner, right? And uh, the guy, Henzo's looking over there and they were seeing what's going on and he knew I won. So the guy points to, points over to my corner, like this to that. Like I, right now he's making a gesture, like pointing over. 
Henzo thought he was pointing to him. Henzo gets up, he starts nodding his head. He's like, what's up? What's up? He starts walking over to the guy. And then he's like, no, 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 your guy won. Henzo's about to fucking jump the guy. <laughs> this is Mr. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe Bart Val was going through a no. personal struggle, you crazy maniac. Listen to him. No, I oh, do listen. It. He yeah. comes in here like he's uh, the Dalai Lama. And meanwhile, he's a fucking front-kicking people. He's out of his mind. No, that, was a, that was a very funny situation. I was in my gym. Back then, it was Gold's Gym. And, I, and as I'm walking in, and there's a there's a there's a two doors to get in for the winter. So as I'm coming in, there's a guy coming behind me. So I open the door. I say, "After you, champ," and he he just go <laughs> and and passes right by. And I was pissed. This in Brazil, yeah. it's a reason for a fight. For sure. You know, like you hold the door, the guy doesn't thank you or he just ignores you. And he did more than that. He was like, <laughs> and passed right by. So I walk in the gym, I work out for an hour and a half, I run half an hour, I work out, I did everything. I didn't see the guy in there. There's a huge gym, I didn't see him in there at all. So that's, I believe, at the same time in fate and karma. As I'm leaving the gym, an hour and a half later, who's right behind me when I was holding the door? And you have to understand, the first thing I thought, I said- I remember this. Yeah, and I, I say this like story. this, I say like this, no man, I, you know, if I, Right away, I, I, there's a fight in me. So right away, I was like, no, I cannot be rude. I'm going to hold the door again. I was talking about, I was thinking about passing by and locking the door behind me, <laughs> which in Brazil, if you do that, is a reason for a fight too. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's an insult. I went in and I said, no, I, I can't let him change me. You know, so let me, I open the door. I say, once again, champ, after you, please. He goes, let's cut the homo shit. <laughs> My dear friend. I grab him by the neck exactly. and I bitch slap him at least 10 times quick with his face against the window, against the glass. Everybody was freaking out. They all looking at me like, what was that? And the police arrived, you know, so they, we had to go to... Isn't it amazing? That, yeah. yeah. Guys that really... Yeah. Guys that deserve a smack and you, you give and them what they, they ask yes. for. That's the one thing I do hate about So them. I end up in court and, and the judge, when we go in, the judge goes, uh, so I, uh, what happened? I go... Your Honor, I think you are a homo. He goes, what? Uh -huh. I go, that's what I said to him when he called me a homo. Yeah. Yes. Man, you I know, mean, I hold the door for him. You're the, trying to be polite. The judge threw the case away. Did you hit him with a closed fist and say, no, it's done? That's a good judge. Oh, It's a good judge. You could have been oh. screwed. Depends oh, on yeah. You could have got some pansy. Yeah. No, like it's, a, it's amazing. Aljo, something could happen so quick. And I... And I, you know, I tell myself now, I go, you know, I got three kids. I go, I'm not gonna go off on nobody. I, I'm gonna, if something happens, I will turn the other cheek, cause, because that's that's where I should be doing. I should be doing that as an adult. So listen. So I left the studio the other day when Ray was here. Longo, Longo was in the studio the other day. He's the best. And we're going through Penn Station. We go, we went. We took the one train. We're going back, and then we're walking where uh, into Penn Station from from the subway. So I go through the turnstile, the the turnstile, right? You call, yeah. Going through that. And then all of a sudden I hear, man. And now listen, Longo walks a lot slower than me. I, I think I left him in the dust. So all of a sudden I hear, and there's this big guy behind me, big black guy behind me with a backpack on. He goes, man, he goes, man, I take forever walking behind you. He walks so slow. Now look, I, I, I was taken by surprise. You know, I'm like, excuse me? No, but you know what I, happened here? No. People are used to insult people yeah. and get away with but that's it. The, and this guy's a big guy, so I'm sure, and listen, I'm up to we, his we, chest. They call it the pussification of so, America. Uh, dude, <laughs> and so that's the thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I go, hey, man. You know, it's lawyers. Like, I was reading a book this week, 
And that was a that was a part like men yeah. are supposed to be men. Men yeah. fight their best friends. They will grapple, they will hit each other, and they became friends after. Yeah. But not in America. Because there's too many lawyers making money yes. out of this. Exactly. That's I mean, exactly like what this is how say. quick something could happen. Yeah. Now I know now maybe you're saying I should have just, you know. Bit my tongue, but this is no, yeah. Right? But most people will do that. No, but that's not they, right. They that's let it not go. Right. No, they they, they normally shut but up. But you know and what? Go. And guess what? You yeah. know what? And then this prick's gonna do it to twenty other guys oh, that aren't gonna say nothing. And they're gonna do, do to guess, people like the, the normally they're bullies. Yeah, but guess what? Guess what? Not this guy. <laughs> I know. I so know. So then wasn't listen, free. This when one. he said, "See, Dana thinks I'm Dana. Why thinks I'm fucking nuts?" He's like, "Ah, oh, dude." Either on the he was on the show the other day. He goes, "Dude, every episode, Matt's either crying about his kids or getting in a fight." <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. But that's break. that's how you're supposed to live that's with intensity, you, uh, dude. I, I'm yeah. a passionate. If guy. you have to revenge, something has to be epic. You know. So, I mean, oh, I just, yeah. I just. If gave you the have guy. to love, you have to fall in love. Exactly. <laughs> You have to fuck. You have to be like a jackass. So rabbit. what did you do? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, just, I took that to shut. I, I didn't have a good saying to follow you up. But uh, so listen, no, 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 man. I just it's never as good as when you're in the moment. But I just told the guy, I go, I go, why are you walking up my ass? I go, do I look like I'm in a rush to you? I go, go find a fucking fast lane. I go, get the fuck out of my face. And and so and how scared was he? Oh, the mother. He, oh, hey, oh, and he walked away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, but dude, I, I, I mean, it's amazing. But there's a muscle on their asses on the sphincter uh, that when they find uh, someone no, who stands up to gonna, them, he's gonna think about. They it. almost shit themselves. He's gonna yes. think about it next time. But it's funny, man. Like the way I am. I mean, you ever hear that Drake song, uh, Zero to 100, real quick? Well, of course. I, just, I could flip it, man. Yeah. But I try, to be, I try to be nice. I try to walk around with a smile. I'm, I'm a hugger. I hug yeah. people. I give, I give handshakes. I just, I, I have a thing. You ever see that shirt where rude people suck? I, I, I can't stand. I can't stand. I don't like being disrespected because I, I, I give respect to people. And I just don't like rude people. I don't like negative people. I cut them out of my life. And if I have a little passing like that, like I was like, if a guy's walking slow in front of me, I'm not going to, I'm going to walk around the guy. Yes. This motherfucker, Easy. this dude, I'm in Penn Station. This guy, I know it was a little crowded. The guy could walk around. He makes that remark and I asked him what and he thought, oh man, you're walking so slow. Walk back, take forever, dude. You got the wrong guy, man. You got the wrong guy. I'll fucking, I'll, 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 I'll pay In for him. In reality, he got the right guy He got that the right day. fucking guy. I hope I educate you know, him. Hey, yes. You know, you talk about changing people. Oh, I hope I course. change that. Yeah. I, I was about to change him. But really, listen, I didn't talk to Aljo enough. I want to know, listen, Henzo, you know, you have to see this kid grapple. Oh, for, I, I mean, first of all, I you've seen it. him fight. And yes, he's a, yes, and he's I a, saw his fights, yes. He's a fucking monster. But straight up jujitsu, if he, if he dedicated to him just jujitsu, I think he'd be a world Talent, champion. Yes. Oh no, dude, he's strangling the guys, and it's so funny when you see a guy like Aljo because you can tell he's in shape and everything. Five, five, four times, five times, five. He's my biggest guys. He bing, bing, bing. It's like you ever see Nightcrawler when they bamfs? Right, like, right, bing, right, bing, right. And he ends up on his back, on his neck, <laughs> in a triangle. Yeah. No, Aljo is fun to watch. He's fun to watch fight. His last fight with Brian Caraway killed the first round. Second round, how are you feeling? You got to you took the foot off the gas and we allowed him to get back in the fight somehow. Yeah. How did that happen? I just man, my arms just felt really heavy. Yeah. I, I was going for the uh full Nelson and yeah. I just I just got really excited in that first round. I'm like, man, no one's ever done a submission like yeah. this. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be an epic thing. Oh, he had, that, that he had a lot. Arms. Yes, yeah. I remember. I was a lot of times you don't realize something like this end up wearing you out yeah. because you put so much effort and when it doesn't work, you feel it. I, I didn't. Yeah. I honestly, that's there's, like there's a huge, uh, what people don't understand, like when you grapple and you have to go back to box, 
it changes. It's Big a difference. different. Yeah. It locks your muscles, and your hands gonna come slow after your takedowns <laughs> will be slow. And I'm it's not exactly sure. Exactly how I felt, man. Yeah. It's crazy. But Angel, when that's you, why corners are so important. Yes, because <laughs> they're the ones to call you back to reality. Yeah, yeah. The moment that you overdoing something, they have to tell you change that. He is. I see your wife's calling right there. Tell her I said hello. Will you please? Ma Amor, Matt is sending me a big <laughs> kiss, but I cannot talk right now. I'm on the radio. Hello, Christina. Tell her I said wow. hello and the, and to the kids. She's sending you a big kiss. Oh, to you and we the gotta kids, get the families everybody. together. We're gonna we really get together do. soon. Um, <laughs> Ciao. This is good. This is it. This is reality. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel sorry of myself if I don't answer that. Oh no, yeah, dude. Oh. Listen to me. That's why I said, listen. Let's say hello to her on the air yes. <laughs> until she hears this episode yes. and never looks at me again. Never again. No, was, guys, listen. Seriously, don't kiss my wife's listening. At the end, I do that. That didn't end happily. I, when I saw the old lady walk in, I walked the hell out of there. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's in my eye. Hands only fucking winking. No, no. Seriously, well, I, I was. How old were you? Nineteen. I was a, I was must have been like seventeen or something. Yeah. Now I'm only kidding. I, I keep getting younger, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no. But Aljo, definitely. Uh, but then, see, that's one of those things you learn from, man. Because if you watch that fight, I mean, I still feel you're you're a better fighter than Caraway. And I feel, yeah. and, and something happened. I remember in that second fight, uh, it, whether it's and listen, I, I don't know. This is something we have to talk about maybe in the future. With this guy has that. I'm not gonna even say nervous energy. He does a the, the day of the fight. 6 a.m., whatever the hell he's doing, sprints and working out, and the 45 minutes in the cage before, I was like, dude, he's on the other, like five fights in the cage before he had the fight. The one, I don't know if we I should know. maybe pull back the reins a little bit, yeah, save normally, some for the normally, cage, you know? Normally, on the last day, it's better to rest a little more, but this is the day of the fight, I, yeah, I know, <laughs> but I, I like it, I like it too. Like, the last match I had, I actually work out for an hour and a half, yeah, in the morning, and I was fighting at night, yeah. I feel good when I do it. It gets like the food moving yes. in your body, and yeah. I, feel, I feel. It's like great. it's the routine that you normally do daily. You keep yeah. it, so it's it feels good. But it's not good to re. It's good to have good partners so you don't overdo it. Yeah. So when you get there to your match, you're not tired. He gets in that cage and he goes over every scenario you could think of, man. Like everything, and he's working, and everything looks great. And listen. It's one of those things where I don't want to, I don't like, there's other guys I know that don't warm up at all. You know that. Yeah. And it's not like you want to. There's people that get so anxious that they can't warm up. But I, mean, but, but I say everybody's different. You talk to other guys and they go, oh, well, scientifically it's this. Yeah, but everybody's yeah. different. Like Dan Henderson needs a massage every time he. I know a place. Oh, no, I'm a, <laughs> a Chinese old lady, huh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no, but like, so it's like, I don't want to tell him not to do that if that's uh -huh. how Aljo feels. Yes, and he's definitely. always performed before that, and he was performing in this one. Yeah. So it could just be, hey, man, I got tired for any number of reasons. So I almost say, listen, I don't want to say, listen, change your whole routine or anything like that. Nah, yeah. But it does make you think afterwards, why did you get tired, you know? But, hey, man, it could have been just exerting too much in that first round yeah. with some of those lucks. The first round... Could have been a 10-8. I mean, he just totally yeah. dominated the guy. Totally dominated the guy. Yeah. Second round. And again, the guy didn't smoke him the second round. He just, a little out, maybe just, you went for the guillotine. He has such a nice guillotine that maybe, he it was, that was the last round he ended that up was on the, top. It was the, uh, right when we got in the clinch, he took a shot and I went for like that. Sh it wasn't even a Kimura lock. If I went for a Kimura lock, I think that would have been a higher percentage yeah. move. But I went for like a shoulder lock. I didn't have control of anything. Yeah. But I've been getting away with it against like some of the guys who aren't, aren't so good. Yeah, I just tried it on him and just yeah. didn't really work out. It's my funny with one loss of a position, 
And now you're on bottom. I did it twice. And now yeah. it's like, all right, no big deal. And, and when you're rolling, it's like, all right, I'm going to get out of this. I'll reverse. I'll, get, I'll get you. Or I'll submit you. But now you're not fighting him. Now you're fighting the clock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now it's like, that's all right, That's the problem. Man. The rounds are fighting. That's, that's I still remember when there was no time limit God. and no weight division. Was, your fight with Kakuta was 40, I, I, 51 minutes. 51 minutes. Yeah, straight. Yeah. And how did it end? How did it end? Uh, with a guillotine. With, with an arm and guillotine. Side, yeah. That was Hensel's, a, yeah. Hensel's guillotines are fucking amazing. Yeah. Pat Militich, yeah. Kakuta. Yeah. I could keep going, man. He, his, <laughs> his arm and guillotine really perfected the arm and guillotine. Yeah. I remember I'd meet some guys Before, from the, people uh, didn't believe he could have finished from our with arm and guillotine. Yeah. People actually, you, you used to go for a regular guillotine, they would stick the arm yeah, in as a defense. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah. I used to love yeah. the elbow up guillotine. I yeah. still do. But that's another thing. It's funny how your game goes through changes. I'm ripping... I like... I'm doing Kimura now that I'm a bigger dude and walking over two bills. I'm ripping Kimura's lately, oh, man. Yeah, Kimura's perfect for you. It was never, my, but it was never my you game. You never use it. I never you're used so to flexible. Use it. Yes. You used to use triangles, arm locks. Yes, you love the game on the bottom. Yes, you know because and of I flexibility. Still, and on the bottom now, butterfly guard. I still attack the legs. The legs are so popular now that I attack the legs on bottom. For the guys to go, good, I'll lay down, I'll attack your legs. And, I and then you get on little, top. I attract these little fuckers <laughs> and I get on top and I see That's smash. how I always use the, the, the leg locks. Hey, man, like I told Aljo, I, I had fights, uh, Jeff Curran, Eves, Edwards, Shoney Carter more than once where I'm on bottom and I attack those legs and I get on top clean. I might not finish the leg lock, but guess what? I'll finish that round on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but uh, back to your fight with Caraway. The, the last, the, it came down to that last round. Yeah, and that's what it really came down to, and 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 sometimes I feel Enzo, and you probably agree that when everything else is even and it comes, it, it might just have to deal with. Now it comes down to fucking attitude of not only who wants it more, but fuck you. I, I might be tired, you're tired, but I'm not gonna lose. It's a, it's a, and, it's the one that has the will to go yeah. further, and yes. and it was very close, and it might have been just a technical mistake. And you were winning, I believe, the third round the third until round you went for that guillotine. Out. Is that right? The it, guillotine. It was the same. The same shoulder lock. Yeah, the same shoulder Against lock. Against the cage, he shot in. On the, he tried to go for the single leg, and I reached across on the far side. And, and what's funny about that, Aljo, is he, uh, Aljo, is, I meant Henzo, is that he's got, he, you know, he comes from a wrestling background, right. and he's a phenomenal wrestler. And when he's, and, and with the exception of maybe Weidman, because Weidman's right there too, as far as with the, the wrestlers that make that adaption from the rest, straight up wrestling to jujitsu. Weidman and Aljo are the guys that made that transition where they got rid of their bad habits where usually they go to yes. their back they go to their belly he would be sitting in his butterfly guard because he told me what would you how would you you said you, were your sprawls not the best where you work off your butt in the wrestling yeah and that's that's kind of how the nickname came about because I, I didn't really have a good sprawl and I would just just kind of do weird stuff people shoot on my legs and I would just start doing all kinds of crazy flips or th crazy throws Hail Mary throws and score big points and that's why people loved watching me wrestle because I would go for the high flying moves. Either I had an arm and, I, and I'd elevate it right over the top. We call that a high flyer, lat drops, high body locks, all the big stuff. You shoot on the legs, we hitting uh, almost like the uh, scissor sweep yeah. that I'll hit on uh, Kevin Lee. Yeah, I man. Would hit stuff like that. We call that a, uh, I forgot what you call it, but. Um, I know the one you cutback, a cutback. Yeah, with cutbacks on people and things like that. I, I normally have no names of moves because if I put a name <laughs> inside my head, I forgot the position. I usually position. Yeah, people. <laughs> that's what. That's what's funny about me now when I'm teaching, man. Because everybody's like, "What do you call that?" I go, "Man, that's an arm lock, bro. That's an arm lock. That's, <laughs> that's it. I go, Listen, it breaks I go, an arm is an arm I got lock. It. I got it's it. a right knee lock <laughs> and a foot lock. That's it. And a joke. Because everything now. Because sometimes uh, I think people and it's, listen. Some guys might want to learn. They feel they teach better that way. Other guys, I mean, just like wait, you don't know the electric chair. No. 
Flying I had a white belt Godfather. going. I want to learn the electric. I go, all right. I go, show I me go, how it is. Could you show me how to? <laughs> could you show me how? How to, he begun? Yeah. Could you show me how to get out of a fucking headlock? How about that? You numbskull. But listen, before we get out of here, because, dude, listen, we could stay here all day. Aljo, who do you want? Listen, you got the world by the nuts. You're young. You're fucking talented as, as hell. You would a pretty good team. For my, listen, I'm biased, but what the hell? <laughs> who, who, who do you want next, man? Talk to me. Talk to the world. Who do you want, Funkmaster? Who do you want? Who do you want? Listen, because listen, it's not who you're fighting next. It's who you're going to make an example of next. Who? You got to make an example to make up for the next one, and then you got to erase that one and get Caraway again eventually, because I feel you're better than that guy. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. He's a nice kid, by the way. When I see him and I see Misha, they're nice to me, and I don't want to be, I'm not being a prick to that guy. Obviously, I'm biased. You're my guy, <laughs> and I feel you're a better fighter. But I'm sorry. Henzo's taking a FaceTime call. But listen, <laughs> who do you want, Aljo? <laughs> Oh, look who Ali, we got. Ali, you're on the radio. Ali, you, 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 you're... <laughs> oh, Ali. Yes, Donna. Hey, Donna from the UFC. Hey, you guys are on UFC Unfiltered. You guys are on UFC yes. Unfiltered. Henzo is talking to the UFC office during fight week. That's awesome. The whole crew here. Make like you're going through a tunnel and shut it off. <laughs> Ali. Good to... Hold on, we're driving through a tunnel. Ali. Wait, listen to me. We're going to talk in the... We're going through the... Uh, I pressed the thing. And, uh, and I like Ali, too. He's a good dude. But I, we got a fucking... What is what kind of fucking horse and pony act that we do? <laughs> this is another of my creations. He's fucking Look, calling back. Tell he's me. He's calling what, back. That's okay. You went through a tunnel. Yeah. But listen, we can't keep people in suspense. We got to end this fucking thing. Who do you want, Aljo? Do you want listen, somebody? You know, you know, that last fight really let me know where I was at, especially that first round. I know I just had a couple of technical things I got I to gotta adjust okay. just based on fight IQ. Knowing when to get fancy, knowing when not to get fancy. Just do the basic yeah. stuff, high percentage moves. Yeah, look, look at Damian Mayan. Yeah. How? Dude, I love that guy. I love and you have to understand, fight. to do that with Condit, Oh, oh listen. surprising. Hey, That's man. Very impressive. Last two podcasts ago, I, was, I went nuts. I, yeah. Hey, man. And it's not, you know what the best about Damian Meyer is? There's not one thing he's doing where you're going, oh, wow. Oh, I never, I never seen this. Yeah. And everybody knows exactly what <laughs> um, he's doing. They got yeah. two to three months to see, all right, this guy's going to try to this, do this and, and this stop. and this. And he's yeah. doing it anyway. And he's doing yeah. it anyway. And, he's, and, and what's, what's very impressive with him, and I'm going to tell you right now, as far as the guys in the UFC right now, with, with, uh, as far as with the jiu-jitsu guys, I'd say maybe Jacare and him are the top guys. But what's more impressive about Damian Maya, he doesn't have the explosiveness of a Jacare. Yeah. It's 100% technique, yes. and it's beautiful so... technique. I mean, we, you know, we have guys saying, oh, it's street fighting. Watch that. Watch a Damian Maya fight and tell me that's a street fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if it is, man, shoot. It's funny. If you watch the fight again, you see the the that the, the it's mounted, and he has the, the, the figure of four around his waist uh -huh. sideways yeah. as he's fixing the choke. And you see Condit saying, what the heck is this? And he's looking at the leg. Like, and, yeah. That's the end of like, right there. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. Condit, and Condit's not, it's not like when they went to the ground that Condit just fell to shit. He has yeah. a game. He has a ground game. He Condit good is good. Condit's great. Condit, it's a great fighter. He's a, he's a it's gr a great fighter. I love watching that kid fight. Tough. Tough as nail, you know, and... But it just, I, yeah. I bet as a jiu-jitsu, being a jiu-jitsu guy and having jiu-jitsu in my blood, I just, anytime Damian Maya fights, because there are guys out there that go, oh, that guy just wants to grapple. Listen, that guy is not just a guy that lay in. That guy's not laying in a guard. That guy's passing a guard. He's yes. taking a limb. If he's not taking a limb, he's getting the best position possible. Nowadays, with the big leg lock craze, and it's nothing wrong with it. It's great. But if you're thinking about fighting, there's guys now not wanting to get mounted because, oh, if the guy gets a little space, he can attack my leg. 
But yeah, man. But that guy's not going to be thinking that when you start. And again, Punch I'm not saying. Face. And that is reality. So they get just into this. When you watch the guys who are doing great in the submission grappling, and there's some guy. And first of all, Danner has got a bunch of guys that are doing oh, phenomenal yeah. over Henzo's. Oof, it's great. Group. But when you watch the leg lock attacks. And the guys who are attacking the legs, they go for the leg on the bottom, and the guy got, and they go with a good guy on top. The guy usually, yeah, oh, he's on top. He gets out, gets out of one, gets out of two, gets out of three, goes back in. But he's allowing himself to get back in and play that game. In a real fight, the guy gets out of one, he's out. So yeah. you're not developing that. All right, I'm getting a guy down. I'm keeping him down. I'm That's controlling why I believe him. Extre- it's extremely important the control. Of course. That's why. Why pass a guard and mount somebody? Why well, could just sit back with a leg? Yeah. Why? Because in reality, the guy might get out of the first one. Now he doesn't want to play with me down there no more. And now we're back standing up, and the guy's a better striker. These are things that now the kids nowadays that are just getting too crazy with the legs. It's one thing if you just want to be a submission guy and that's what you're doing, and that's no, even, even with that, you can't be a dim- one-dimensional fighter. Uh, well, you have to be complete. A hundred percent. Otherwise, for every victory you have, you're going to have a defeat. That's, yeah. You know, around the corner waiting for you. But yeah. especially with fighting, I feel that, I and you're talking to a guy that I was, I love attacking the legs when I'm on my back. There's times to do it on top, but if I'm going to choose to lose a position going for, the, going for that, now I'm back on bottom and I'm getting elbowed in the face. These are things that you don't have to keep in mind when you're just submission grappling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You know, not to jump into the, the leg lock uh, thing, but I go all over the place. That's what makes this fun. Who do you, who the fuck do you want to fight? You know, I just, I want to let Dana White know I'm looking for a fight right oh, now. Oh, shit. UFC MSG, November 12th. Um, you want to be on a New York car? I want to be on a New York car with my, my Sarah Longo brothers, man. Chris Wyman, Gian Vellante, Ally Quinta. I think this is going to be a historic event. I don't think... There's probably not going to be another time where we all get to fight with each other on the same you better, card. You better stop keeping so us all in suspense. I know. I, you know, I want to fight Rafael Sunset or Michael McDonald. I think those are the two fights that make sense Say to me right again? now. Michael McDonald or Rafael Sunset. What about them? I want to fight them both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's a couple of names that you want to you make an example of. Yeah, I want to I fight those guys. I think I beat Rafi. I think it puts me right back in the mix for title contention. And I think if I beat a former, former title challenger in... Uh, uh, Michael McDonald, I think it still puts me back in the mix. So and you go those, in are, there, those are the guys I want, man. And you go in there with bad intentions. And then this week, this weekend, before I forget, pay per view is uh, the Steepo. Steepo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steepo <laughs> Miocic versus Alistair Overeem. Steepo, I, I got. Listen, I'm biased. I'm buddies with Steepo. Overeem, another guy you could say a legend in the game from all he's accomplished, everything from the from from the kickboxing to Pride to UFC. But uh, I, I think he's a little weathered over the years, yeah. and I think Stipe is going to find that fucking chin. I really do. Stipe visits yeah, once in a while. I lines. love the guy. I love the guy. Stipe's great, he's a great guy. Great. Guy. I heard you talking and, about. That and how about this? How about uh, Ver? I didn't know Verdum was fighting fat Travis Brown. How I get this? Yes, the rematch. I just got the memo now. Having a rematch. rematch. Yeah. yeah. That's a good fight, man. That's a great fight. That's a really good fight. And obviously, the 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 CM the CM Punk is going to be making his UFC debut versus Mickey Gall. I mean, this is a great. You got Uriah Faber on there. I mean, this is a good, a great fucking card, man. I'm, I'm, I still get giddy over the fight cards. It's all I watch. Yeah, it's all I fucking watch. <laughs> These guys are like, can we get out of here now? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Master Henzo, Master yeah. Henzo, listen, I'm so happy to see you. That was my pleasure to be here with you guys. Are boy. we gonna hang out and get some chimney? What is? How, what's that's the beer what I, I like? That's what I'm afraid. What do you call the beer? Oof, like? shimmy, shimmy. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's so good. I got to come down to the academy Mondays. Y'all how's my brother? I got Dude, to, man. Anytime, bro. Anytime. You're part of this rolling. We got three rolling. generations. You're part of this family, my friend. Uh, you know what's yeah. funny about this? We got, clap. <laughs> we, got, we got three generations of fighters, and the, yeah. uh, the, the the oldest generation, he'll be out fighting. He'll be fighting longer than all of us. Hands yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I was with my daughter. She goes, you know, Dad, when you turn 60, I probably will beat you up. I could beat you up. I say, honey, it's 10 years from now and I don't see nothing changing. <laughs> and I bet you're still not going to have any gray hair. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, it's crazy. Listen, we are out of here. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Aljo, we're going to go uh, jump on the train. I'm done with my naps. So we'll bullshit. Henzo, we're going to bullshit some more. I'm walking out of here with you. SarahBJJ.com, HenzoGracie.com, and AljoSterling.com. Wait, no. AljoMainSterling.com. <laughs> yes. Later, people. Thank you, guys. Feeding the streets. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.